I'm gonna start cussing that that much because because you know, Ron, oh, to kick your ass, man. <laughs> man, I messed up the, the show, man. Ron, you start. Ron, you start <laughs> now, show. You messed up. Oh, yeah, nah, I told you I was firing it up. What y'all thought I was lying? Right. Nah, that's yeah, funny. Man. <laughs> yeah, man, what's up with y'all today? Chilling, chilling. Mm-hmm. Hey man, feeling good. Got a lot of content stuff. I want to get out of the window. I'm off today. I can't lose. To be honest, I'm feel pretty good. I'm sorry. Okay, you said you got a lot of what content things to map out today. So I'm excited. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where, 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 where can we find your work at? Where can we, you know, what, where, where can we get more gifted? Uh, I have a podcast right now where during the off season, um, I'm breaking down all 30 teams on Mondays and Thursdays, get the hoops on a Spotify, Apple podcast, and also YouTube. Um, so those are the places you can find me and also Twitter. Um, sometimes I host spaces during the games. Um, last night I was watching the, uh, the game. I, I hosted some, uh, spaces and also some YouTube live streams to really, talk about basketball during the game. So that's where mm-hmm. you can find me. It's called X now. Oh, you know what? You're right. It is called X now because Elon Musk is ruining mm-hmm. the app, sadly. But yeah. It is. Yeah, it's called X. Shout out to X. <laughs> yes. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> Yo, what's good, Ox? How you feeling today? Oh, so life is grand. I'm, okay, enjoying, okay. I'm enjoying myself this morning already. Kick your TV. What's the word? <laughs> Man, you know what's up, man. Different day. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chill You good? I went Shiloh here this morning, Pirate, because we got to get back to that bull. Which they was talking about. Yesterday. Lying, I'm going to get back. Hey, hey Chill that's a fact, bro. Not 25 players in 2009, 2010. That was some bull. Chicky, you can, you can hear? That's chill some bull. Chill you- Hold on. Chill, chill. Y'all can hear Chill? No, nah, uh, he's kind of cooked a little chill, bit. Nah, he was, Hill was right telling now. him. Hill was saying that stuff. Shalom yesterday in Pirate was cap, and I hope he did bring him back up here. That man said Chris Bosh wasn't even a top <laughs> twenty player in the league in two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. But every ranking in the NBA had Chris Bosh between one and, and and twelve. Every power ranking for two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, whether it was ESPN, Bleacher Report, Yahoo. Everybody had this dude as one of the top 10 to 15 players in the world. So I don't understand then how we go from that to now saying he wasn't even one of those guys. Come on, man. We can't do that, bro. We got to keep it solid, man. Chris Bosh was an animal. He had to change his game just like every superstar have to do whenever they go play with a super team, especially if you're the third option. If you're the third option, your game going to change. But to say Chris Bosh wasn't based off what we saw that season and based off of how he was ranked and – that year, he was tied 12th in MVP vote, and everybody laughed and say, oh, 12th. Bro, that's 12 out of, a, out of what, almost 500 players in the NBA? And he was only in year six, year seven? That's great. So the path he was headed on was an was a, was a, was a, was a upward trajectory, and that's what I was saying. And they was making it sound like it, w- it was ridiculous, bro. I don't understand that. I, that's the that's, that's thing that I was talking to Chilton about last night, me and Chill. After the show, we talked about that last night, and we didn't get that. We didn't understand why guys like didn't think that Chris Bosch was on that level in tw- in 2009-2010 ticket it was it was when you said that he had a, a opportunity or that he was going to be an MVP candidate was no i said he was on a trajectory hold on he was on a trajectory 
to becoming a real MVP cat. Bro, listen, that's hey, how it goes. I agree with you, though. I agree with you. Keep in mind that that next year, Derrick Rose won it. And that's no knock to Derrick Rose. But if you look, if you look at his splits and then turn around and look at the splits <clears> that Chris Bosch was putting up, they were similar. Now, Mars, I see what you're doing. But obviously, you have to be on a winning team, or especially around that time. But you never know the pieces that they could have put around him in Toronto. Toronto could have not a big name for you. Well, they could have not somebody though, and been a top three team in the, in the Ron, East. Yeah. That, that Ron, stop, at. stop right there, Ron. Peep what I said, though, bro. I said, what did the Raptors was known for doing? They did put together good teams. They just wasn't winning no championship or going to the finals until they got Kawhi. But they was putting together teams that was going to the conference finals. So I'm saying if Chris Bosh was your man and you was building around him and then they start winning those same 57, 58 games, he's going to be 55 games. He's going to be an MVP conversation. He's that definitely was seven, that was like that was like seven years later, though. No, you're not hearing me. I'm talking about if he was out, I, am, I am. I am hearing you. I oh, am no, no, hearing no, no, trust no, me, trust no, 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 I know what you, I know what you're saying. I'm saying I I agree with you as far as Chris Bosh's ability. I think he was probably somewhere somewhere between eight and sixteen. That's I, I think I think he was much much higher than Pirate said, but maybe a little lower than you saying. You know, I think I think he was there. But everybody else was saying what I was saying though. Well, not everybody. A lot of people were. A lot of people were. No, no, no. I'm I, saying. I, I remember. I remember. No, I'm. I'm saying what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Ticket. I'm saying a lot of people were. I'm. I'm confused as to where people are acting like, um, like Chris Bosh wasn't in some of these conversations because he most definitely was. Chris Bosh was check. getting busy. Can you uh, hear me wrong? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I can. He was. He was getting okay. busy, bro. He, he. He was. He was getting busy in, in uh in mm -hmm. Toronto. That's that's without a doubt. So he definitely was nowhere close to thirty. But at the same time, saying he if, if if I say he's not top ten, that's not egregious for me to say. I, that. I think I think I, I, think, I, think, it's, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay for us to have a different point of view. Without I didn't it say that. Hold on, hold on. I'm not doing nothing. What I'm saying is, I'm I'm trying to let you know how much I agree with you on this statement. But I can see right. where other people are coming from. My thing is, Chris, just because Chris Bosh was doing what he was doing, that doesn't mean right. he was necessarily going to become an MVP. But he he could he could have been out there on that. You know? Listen to what I said. Hold on. Listen to what I said, bro. See, y'all take words I say out of context, and that's what I was telling Chilltown. I said if he would have stayed the way his career was going, he was on the trajectory. Mm -hmm. If you look at the other guys who won MVP awards, some guys didn't just come in the league winning MVPs. Their their career went right. on a trajectory towards winning that. So I'm saying when he went to the Heat, that cut off that trajectory because he had to fall in line in order to be on a team that was going to win champion, multiple that's champions. A, that's 100% true. Ticket, that's 100% true. But so what, what I'm saying so is, even if he would have stayed in Toronto, Chris Bosh would never win no damn MVP. You don't, but you don't, uh, hold on. You I can't, don't know, bro. I think he was good enough. I think he was bro, good enough. But a lot of people are good enough. How can Chris Bosh never win no MVP. No, no, no. Just just check this out. What was he, 24 and 11 or 12? I don't know. In 09, 10, he was 24 and 11. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 24 and 11. I'm going to blow my water. 25. At 25 you don't, don't got to blow me out the water, bro. I'm hey, because, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because, old, hold on. because I got Ethan, hold on. I got Ethan, I got Ethan to what you, I got Ethan to what you said. What Ron said, hold on, what Ron said earlier, and then let me ask you this. What was KG averaging the year he won MVP with Minnesota? They was winning 50-some games. Chris Bosh was never on that level. 
You're not hearing me, bro. Listen. I want to say, I want to say this to you again. I'm going to say this to you again. I don't think it's got to be Hold on one second, Bob. KG won MVP, winning around 50 to 55 games. All I'm saying is this. From what Toronto had showed us, Toronto drafted well, and not only that, they were able to put solid pieces around players. I'm saying if Chris Bosh would have stayed, I believe the team would have been a better team. I believe they'd have been around. They would have got to be around a 50 to 55 win team with Chris Bosh. That right, would have put when, them. When you when you were talking about the how how they start getting the conference finals and stuff, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that like 2016? Maybe 15, no, 15? No, I'm, you're not hearing like, me. That's, that was, that's, I, was, I heard you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 you're missing. Hold on. But that but was six years later, though. Hold on, Bob, I swear to God, you're missing my point, bro. Listen, here's my point right here, bro. They had already went to the playoffs twice with the dude, right? right. Now, they had right. missed the playoffs the year before he left. But I'm saying Toronto always showed the knack to be able to build certain teams on the fly. I'm not saying that, oh, it had to go the exact route it went. I'm yeah. saying... With Chris Bosh, if he would have stayed, I think Toronto would have figured out how to get into contention with a guy who was as good as Chris Bosh. We are forgetting Chris Bosh was a lottery. He was a top five pick in the draft, bro. This went, bro, he was out here putting up KG numbers for five straight years in Toronto. He was doing some of the same stuff KG was doing. These are facts. Look it up. Go look up KG's career and look up uh, uh, Chris Bosh's career. KG ended up winning an MVP. He ele- what year did KG win his MVP? Uh, uh, uh chill. Two th- thousand four. He was twenty four. Oh, how, how, how many years was he in the league? How many years was he in the league? That, that was year. That was year nine. That was year nine when he won right, the league MVP. Right. So, Chris, so I'm saying that Chris Bosh was headed on the same type of trajectory. How was that impossible? How was that cap? That's, how was that's that something that somebody? That's, that's not. That's not even close to a crazy statement to get that. That's. That's. I understand what you're saying. Like from that's from that point of view. From, from, from that point of view. From that point of view. There's. You. You. We can't argue that. I cannot that's argue that. I cannot. I cannot argue that you're wrong for making that statement because. The, those, I mean, those are factual stats. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't. All I'm saying is, I think it's highly unlikely that he actually gets the MVP. But going to Miami, go, going to Miami, definitely, most certainly, stop that. Like he was Did never going to win. He was never going to win the MVP in Miami. Let me, let me ask you, I, also I don't think he was going to get it in Toronto. Which, by question, the way, and, and hold on, before, hold on, ticket before you go any further, ticket. Hold on before you go any further. Just so you know, Bob, the year that the first year that he got to Miami. They had a stretch where they were running the offense through him early, right? And they were running the offense through him early. They were 15 and 1 when he led them in scoring. I just want to put that on your mind, big guys. Well, I, I understand that. I, I do. I understand all of that. And Chris, uh, and like I said, Chris mm-hmm. Bosch, like uh, as far as like uh, Ticket said, for, as far mm-hmm. as the numbers show, the stats yeah. show that, yeah, he's going, he's heading towards that that type of trajectory, maybe maybe being in contention for MVP right. by year nine like Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. was. But Chris Bosh was never going to have control of a whole a whole part of – He wasn't like, going to be the franchise people, player like KG was. What do you mean? What do you mean? Hold on, hold on. He, he could have been a franchise player, but he was never going to be Kevin Garnett. He was not in Miami. Come on, come on, come on. We got to stop this. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, 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 hold on. This is my thing. This is my thing. People had to go through Kevin Garnett to to right. be greats, like especially in in the West. You know, it was, mm-hmm. he, he was he was he people had to go through KG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the in the East, 
I'm gonna annihilate this dude. When, when, nobody, when nobody really okay, so time out. So, okay, Bob, here's why you told Bob. Here's why you told Chris Bosch wasn't gonna be in Toronto. Hold up, TK, hold up, hold up. Chris Bosch was gonna be in Toronto where KG was in Minnesota, and that's that's just that's just because there was a different presence on the floor. KG was a KG. Yeah,ばかけ、けじ、ですよ。ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、ほら、
I'm saying yeah, that's 45 seconds. Only thing I'm asking is this. Only thing I'm asking is this. What makes it impossible that Chris Bosch going on the trajectory that he was going, that they couldn't have put a team around him a year to uh, uh, enable him to get to a conference final? Talk, and about, what talk, about, talk, talk about what I'm talking about. I'm, you, I, I, I agree to all of that shit already. I'm talking about the difference between KG and Chris Bosch, not the difference between organizations. Okay, so but hold on. The difference was that KG got help. The difference between KG and Chris Bosch. He got help. I, I, I was trying to bring it back to basketball. I'm on basketball. I never stopped talking about basketball. I said he. the difference was is that he got Sam Cassell and Latrell Sprewell because every you think Chris Bosch is comparable as far as skill set wise and basketball wise to KG? You think throwing? Yeah. Tell me, hold on. Chris Bosch is the only separator. was defense. The only separator was defense. That's it. Oh wow! The main thing that made KG such a great, potent player in the league is the only separator. The defense. Oh, it's just the defense, guys. Only the defense. Exactly. I mean, the game's about buckets. I mean, they're basically the same. I agree. This is this is what I we, we kind of got thrown off the track here. Right. What I want to get games. back on. I, 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 we, we got we got thrown off the track at you. It's two on four. Yo, the way Timberwolves victory is hilarious, bro. We got we got we got thrown off. We got thrown off the track. We got thrown off the track. Trick. We got thrown off the track. Ticket said yesterday again. Quote: Chris Bosh, it was a top ten, top fifteen player in the NBA. Pirate said he was top twenty five. That is That's not crazy. true. That's crazy. Damn. That is uh, not true. Wow, you, 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 you said top 25. You, you didn't think Chris Bush was a top 25 player? No, I think he was a top 15 player that year. Well, well I mean, okay, if you're top 15, you're also top 25. Mars right. is well, doing the thing where it's like, yeah. technically speaking, you're top 25, you top 50. Yeah. Right. Yes. He said he was like 18 to 26. He said, if you think he's 18, like, which is not true because you can't right now, I don't care. I if, don't if, agree with on, him, but I, mean, I don't mean I don't mean you specifically, Moss. I don't mean you specifically, but I would like some legit logic from anybody with some sense to give me 18 players in 2009 better than Chris Bosch. You can't do it. You can't. I'll try, I'll try but you can't yeah, do I'll, it. Yeah, you could try. I don't, I don't think it's you can't do it. You can't give me 15 like players. You can't give me 15 players in 2009 better than Chris Bosch, even though he didn't make the all pro team that year. He didn't. Um, Kobe, but he was twelve okay, in MVP. Let's let's, let's oh, make a oh, list. Oh, 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 right this, this is what I'm gonna do for you, Mars. Okay, Mars, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing I did for, for Ticket yesterday. Mars, was he better than Bryant? No. No. How about KD? No. Dwight Howard? No. No. James? No. Wade? No. No. Carmelo Anthony? No. no. He was he rated over Carmelo. Yeah, but they were wrong. No. ESPN was wrong. No, hell oh, well, no. Um, actually, Ticket, I'll actually, before we get, carry on with Chill, I agree with what Ticket said about oh, ESPN and all these people were saying Chris Bush was ranked as highly. The same way they were saying that the big men in the NBA were at the worst in NBA history. When they were no, saying no, that, no, I'm not. I think that I don't know why we're valuing ESPN at all. Basketball reference was wrong. All these team, all these people was wrong when they ranked Chris Bosch between the top 12 and uh 15 players in the world. They can be wrong, yeah. Let's do the players' choice ranking right now. Let's finish. So, we so we eight right now. I want to make sure I'm clear, fellas. We at eight. Right, right now, so that's a no on dirt. 
Correct. Y'all got to remember that season. Okay, so 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 Mars, I want to be clear. That's a no one on dirt. Yep. Okay, so Stoudemire. Oh no, no, I got Stoudemire. What? I got more. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Bosh. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with Chris Bosh. I'll go with Chris. That's, Bush. that's, that's my. That's, that's my. You'll, 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 you'll take. You'll take Chris Bosh. How about Darren Williams? I go D. Will. Okay, you are gonna take D. Will. How about Andrew Bogut? He's too serious. I go Chris Bosh. Okay. How about Duncan? Give me Timmy D. Okay. How about Gasol? Hmm. Give me Powell. Okay, you're gonna it's take easy, this it's easier than the stutter my own. How about Joe Johnson? I'll give me Joe. Was that in he was two, in Atlanta at this point, right? Joe yes, Johnson, sir, he was in Atlanta. 2009. That's Joe Johnson. Joe, over, two, over, two, over. They they had that playoff series against Miami. Was it Miami? They played? He had a way better team, bro. He had Boston. a way better yeah, team. Bro, he had a way better team. Y'all, y'all not ranking players. Hold on, ticket. We done ticket. Hold hold on, ticket. In 2000, in in 2009, How about Brandon Roy? They don't even know Chill Town. They don't even watch the okay. game. So, no, 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 no. I, I, got, I got Chris Bosh over Joe Johnson. And okay, so, so that right there. So that's three guys. And just so you know, and, and just so you know, Mars, those three guys, those three guys were all on the all-pro team in the, in the 9 10 season, right? Say, so that's the CP3, Chill Town? That, and I didn't, I didn't get to him yet. Mm -mm. I, oh, I didn't get to CP3. I didn't get to CP3 yet. Nope. I didn't get to CP3. Uh, Let's see. Who else? When, when, when I'm thinking about the better players in the game. Um, let's see. How about Josh Smith? Was he better than him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Jer Gerald Wallace, was he better than him? Yes. Was he better than Ray John? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. He, he so he was better than Ray John Rondo, right? Okay. So he wasn't even better than Kevin Garnett with a twin meniscus, but I guess. So at so at this point, so at this point, Chris Bosch is Arguably a top fifteen player in the game at that point. Yes, argue, arguably. A top 15 so he's player, yeah. so he's arguably a top fifteen player. You could see if he was a top. If, if you could see if somebody had him at number eleven or a number eleven that year, number twelve, that was legit. You could yeah, see I, that. I, I could see the argument for him being around. 12 okay, that, and, and 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 that's all the logic is at this point. And the issue that I had, and this was yesterday. This is the issue that I had when I hear about guys. Because this is all Ticket's point was. This was in the 2009-2010 season. This wasn't over the course of his career. This is over the 2009-2010 season, right? What was he doing that year to make him a top 15 player? Well, even though they didn't make the playoffs and what he had done up until that point, that's, a, that's different. But up until that point in 2009-2010, a dude that's 24-10 and 10 during that time, it's very difficult for them not to be a top 15 player in the game. I would have Stoudemire ahead of him. I had Gasol ahead of him, but I had him around I had him around 12, 13, Chris Bosch. I think he was a bona fide top 15 player that year. I, I think you can make the case he was top 15. I probably I don't know. I'd have to like hash out my own list and see where he falls. But I think you can make the case he's top 15. But I, I, like I said, I do agree with Ticket saying that these publications had Chris Bosh ranked highly, and I think that is proof that they know what they're talking about, and that's why when they called the Bigs trash in the 2010s, we should listen to them. And no, 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 not everybody right. said the Bigs was trash. Hold on. Well, you saying, hold on, you're saying, Mars. Here's what you're saying, right? You're, and you're and you're being a jerk, but it's okay. That's what you are. And I'm gonna say, Mars. I'm, I'm gonna say this to you, bro. I'm, I'm gonna say this to you, bro. Because you wouldn't say that if never one of them dudes was standing in here in front of you, you wouldn't call Zebo trash. You would not say that. 
You understand? Yeah, and, that's, and, and that's the thing. Hold, hold, you see, you see, yeah, but you see how you say people like don't listen to what you say. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Marge. You will shut your mouth and put respect because I'm gonna tell you something. When the big men were trash, you're talking about dudes that are starting like JaVel McGee's of the world, the Clint Capellas of the world. You talking about the guys like the Kayvon Rooney's. Hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the hold on. I'm talking about the Kayvon Loonies of the world. I'm talking about the JaVale McGee's of the world. I'm talking about the Clinton Fellas of the world. When you have guys like that starting on NBA teams getting big minutes, the Steven Adams of the world, that's when the big man era was trash. When you have big man that was actually, I'm talking about actually leading their teams and they were playing through these guys and these guys were averaging 20 and 10 on 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 an all-out slate. You got AD in the league. You got Paul Gasol. You said Paul Gasol in 2014 was trash. Paul Gasol was 18 and, and 12, and he made the All-Star team with the Chicago Bulls in 2014. But mm-hmm. you said he was trash that year. So I'm just saying, you had Paul Gasol. You had Mark Gasol. Hold on. You had Mark Gasol. You had all these great things. You had LaMarcus Aldridge, who was one of the top 10 scorers in the world that year. And, and, and Portland was a good team. I'm just saying, bro, when you're saying that's trash, that is nowhere near comparable to the Kayvon Loonies, to the JaVale McGee's, to the Clint Capellas and all these other big men who ain't really big men. They just, you know, are, are, are rebounding and shot blocker uh, guys like, uh, uh, you know, just to, you know, block a shots and, and run the court. Those aren't real big men. I'm giving you real big men that was putting in work, getting buckets like Zebo, like Blake Griffin and all these dudes. These dudes were leading teams, leading franchises. And they were playing through these guys. So that, you can't be trash if you had an era full of dudes like that. Okay. Um, it's interesting, like, you don't like people mixing up your words and then you mix up mine. Um, when I said, like, when I said they were trash, I explicitly said relative to the other eras of big men, it being the worst big man era of all time is why I call it trash. Do I think Zach Randolph was a terrible player and he was trash at basketball? No. So would I say he was trash at basketball to his face? No, because I'm not even saying it behind his back because I don't think he was a trash player. But when he is one of the predominant bigs of the worst big man era of all time, I'm going to call that era of bigs a trash era relative to the other eras. Does that mean they were all trash at basketball? No, I even said if an era of bigs is all mids, they're all mids players, that would make the era trash because every other era of bigs are time great elite players. So if I call Zach Randolph one of the premier bigs at the time, and if you think he was, that would make the era trash because there's not many eras in NBA history where Zach Randolph is one of the premier bigs. In 2014, Paul Gasol is not the standard of an elite big, but at that time he had to be. No, I'm asking you a question. No, 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 no. I'm saying that year, that year he was an all-star averaging 18 and 12. And that was one of his best years since he left the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. That's trash? He was 18-12 in Chicago that year in 2014. That's trash? Uh, so him, Mark Gasol. he's not listening going, to me or not. I, hold on, hold on. Mark Gasol, Mark Gasol going to the Hall of Fame. He was in his prime in that era. Paul Gasol going to the Hall of Fame. He was st- still playing in his prime in that era. Zebo, he won't go to the Hall of Fame, but he was putting up great numbers over there with the, with the, uh, with the grindhouse. Blake Griffin, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. He was dominating in that era. Also, we can keep going down the list. LaMarcus Aldridge, he's I going to the Hall of Fame. He was putting up 24 and 11. What do you mean you don't know? Blake Griffin's going to the Hall of Fame. No, I'm, I'm saying I don't like, I feel like, I feel like what you do is you listen to respond. Like you're just read, like when, while I'm talking, you're not actually taking in what I'm saying. You're just waiting for me to shut up so you can carry on talking. Because if you listen to what I said, none of these questions you're asking me would be asked. You wouldn't be going on this little tangent to talk. But because you don't listen to what I'm saying, you're asking a question you already had before I had my turn. 
you was going to ask these questions before I spoke, whether or not I said everything you agreed with or not. You would have just said what you were about to say because you don't care what I actually say. You have your little talking points you want to get off. So no matter what I say, I could say Blake Griffin was a GOAT going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you still would have asked, well, was Blake Griffin trash in 2014? Because you already had your prepared statement. Because everything I said about everything I just said for the last two minutes would have answered every question you just had. But because you didn't listen, you're still answer asking the same questions. And I'm not going to take my time to answer it because I'm going to be honest. It gets kind of tiring when someone just refuses to listen because they just want to talk and talk. So, you, you know what, Ticket? You're absolutely correct. You said Power Soul was trash in 2014. I'm going to put you on the short on my channel because you said yeah, Power Soul I already, I already, I already seen your video. Yeah, I'd, I'd already seen your video. Yeah, hold on. You said that right or wrong. Did you not say Power yeah, Soul yeah. was trash in 2014? Yeah, those, those words did leave my mouth. Okay, okay yes. no, no. You said Power Soul because I asked you about him specifically. Yes, I said those words left my mouth. Yes, yes. So you did say he was trash. How can you yeah, be trash if you were an all-star on average 18 and 12? That was one of your best years since you left Memphis. That's all I want to know. Once again, once again, once again, you just don't listen. But it's fine. It he said good. he was, no, no. You said he was trash. Forget the error. I asked you, was Powell the soul trash? And you said, okay, yes, and, he was. And, I, and, I, and I'll explain. Relative to the errors of all-time great bigs, if Pau Gasol is one of the premier bigs in the NBA in 2014, doing what he was doing, how far he had fallen off on defense, and how he wasn't at an elite level anymore, even though he made the All-Star team, that says a lot, the fact that Pau Gasol in 2014 was considered All-Star caliber. That would make him a trash big relative to other, other eras where Pau Gasol is not considered a premier big man doing what he's doing in 2014. What was the Bulls record that year, Mark? If, oh, let me look it up. In 2014, what was the Bulls' record? Uh, I uh, to look. went to the All-Star team and averaged 18. Uh, 2014, and they were 48 and 34. They were 48 and 34. And what place were they in the, in the East? Uh, that? That's that, trash, right? That's trash, right? That's, that's, trash, right? that's a that, hey, look. That, so you I had a big the that, you had a big. The Eastern Conference was trash. Yes, the Eastern oh, Conference oh, no, was no, trash. No, 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 yes. no, no. I'm saying you're saying no. Okay, okay, cool. So now we want to change the goalposts. All I'm saying is this, bro. They were in the East. All they were placed for third. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mark, this is all I'm saying to you. This is why I disagree with you, homie, and and respectfully. All I'm saying to you is that in 2014, 2013. All those bigs I named, 70% of those dudes going to the Hall of Fame. 70% of those dudes are going to hold on, hold on. 70% of those dudes are going to the Hall of Fame and we're playing at all-time NBA levels that season. And I'm talking about Blake Griffin. I'm talking about okay. Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm talking about Pau Gasol. I'm talking Blake. about Pau Gasol was not playing that number. Ron is crazy. Game. He was 18 and 12 that year on the team that won 48 games and was third place in the East. You didn't even consider him to be playing at all-time level when he was on the Lakers. But that ain't the year. No, made the all-star. Hold, 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 hold on. That's it. Hold on. Hold on. But two things can be true. He could have not been playing as great as he was the last year he was with the Lakers versus the no, first year. You were talking about when he was winning titles. You said he was. No, I did not say that. I said he was. I said yes, he wasn't good than Kobe. Okay, cool. I'm not going to lie, Rocky. We need to move on to Team USA basketball. This shit not going nowhere, and it won't go anywhere. I, Man, I, 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 you are nobody, bro. You are nobody. You don't run nothing over here, bro. You the program, bro. Be happy that you are. You don't run nothing over here, bro. So shut the hell up, man. Bro, hey, Ron. Every why, time, every you, time you make a basketball like point, I don't come you get on, rebutted. I don't like you don't listen to what people say. He gonna run the show. Hey, chill town. This is what I was telling you about. Buffoons <laughs> like this coming on the show, thinking he run the set. When we when we, when we we don't build this, he this wait boy minute, just came. Wait a minute. So I'm a buffoon for acknowledging that you're not contributing anything to the conversation right now. Ray, take it out again. There goes all our views. 
down. All right. Well, I guess this would be a good time to read a couple super chats. Uh, we got new members in the house. Devontae just joined the party. Isaac Gillory. Appreciate you for coming through. Uh, Toast the Goat became a member. Shout out to Toast the Goat. Uh, we got BBB became a member. Shout out BBB. Grande Jones said, well, ticket's not here, but maybe one of you guys can answer it. He said, ticket, who was Chris Bosh going to win MVP over? And wasn't KG also giving more blocks and assisting Bosh? What are we doing? Bosh was good. He wasn't no MVP. He was Kevin Garnett. <clears throat> well, no, that's like on that super, what that super chat said. That, that's all I was trying to say. Um, statistically, uh, Chris Bosh, I think statistically he added up. But uh, as far as just on the court presence, the high test, I don't think Chris Bosh was comparable to KG. He, he, he didn't have all, statistically so. either, just so you know. No, didn't. okay. Well, so, well, I took his word for it, you know what I'm saying? So, like the points and rebounds, well, the points, sure. I mean, well, I will, I will say though, like back in back in 08, though, I was. I was big on Chris Bosch too. I, I thought he was going to be, I thought he was a really good up and coming uh, player. I just didn't, I never, I've never put him on the same level as a uh, KG, but I definitely, I definitely liked Chris Bosch's game. Uh, I can he, understand. He was, he was, he was definitely uh, somewhere between, somewhere between eight and 14, 16. You know what I'm saying? I think so, but was, does that, that doesn't mean he was going to be MVP. Yeah. If, if someone whatever. thinks Chris Bosch is on the same level as KG, I can understand why they would think the 2010s was a decent era of bigs with how badly they overstate some of these players. So I can understand. I just that. don't like naming baseline stats to evaluate players. KG <clears throat> and the impact that he brought on the court on both ends is just different. The passing, the rebounding, <laughs> and the defense. There are some things you can't measure with just stats. Like saying, oh, well, this guy averaged this and that and he made the playoffs or not is – Eliminating the context of the game of what basketball really is, I think. If it's not in the book score, it doesn't matter. Mason Plumley enthusiast said, Ron, you got to do a hoop grid or Wordo, Wordo, at the start at the start of the episode. We'd love to see Mars and Jermaine's thought processes. Ticket rest, <laughs> ticket rest. I will cook you. Wordle is a game where you have to like type in the name of an NBA player and then it tells you um, how like how close you were to guessing the random NBA player. So it'll be like you type in Nas Reed and it'll tell you if it's, if the player plays for the Timberwolves or if they're in the Western Conference, mm. if they're in um, the Northwest Division, how old they are, blah, blah. And you have to guess with the clues they've given you. Well, that's the NBA version. The real life version is just you type in a word and have to guess the word. But that's the NBA version of it. Okay, okay. And hoop grid is just nine players, and then it'd be like put a player that's played for the Lakers and the Rockets, or put a player who's played oh. under Tyron Lue and played for the Washington Wizards, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, there's nine players, and you have to fill it out. And if you can get the more obscure players, you get a better score. I've seen I've seen something like that on TikTok. I was doing it with football though. Yeah, I saw yeah that. That, that's what that is. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, hey, appreciate the suggestion, uh, Mason Plumney's guy. We're going we're gonna make something like that happen real soon. All right. Leaf Diggy said KG wasn't a better passer or playmaker than Bosch. Do you know what playmaking is, Leaf? No, no, no. I think it was that. He's saying it the other way. He's he's saying wasn't KG better in those, you know, things. What's the difference in what's the difference in assist per game? Either way, if you're going if you if you can't say it, if you only type it, you gotta type it in the way that you know, ask the question. No, that's time, Leaf. So we know what you mean. 
Eli, the misfit said KG overrated. He has deficiencies offensively, in my opinion. Everybody has deficiencies offensively, so we can say except everybody Jokic. is overrated. I, I, so Jokic has deficiencies offensively too. He's, he's lessened those deficiencies. Uh, last I checked, he don't shoot 100% on the long ball. Last that I doesn't checked, make it a deficiency. That's not saying Steph Curry's a deficient shooter. That, right. That's not last a deficiency. I, what do you mean it's not a deficiency, Miles? What are we talking about? Missing we're, a we're, shot we're, doesn't mean it's a deficiency. What? So what exactly does it mean? A deficiency is a weakness. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so if you are not weak in something, what are you doing? Yeah, Jokic You're, isn't a weak three-point shooter because he shoots. I like didn't 38. say he. I didn't say he was a weak three-point shooter. <laughs> what I am, what I am saying is that he's not fantastic. He's not perfect. At it. Yeah, he's not. Right. Yeah, but that doesn't make it a deficiency. A deficiency is something that it's not taken away from the offense when he shoots threes. Yeah, like, it I mean, doesn't take I, away from the offense when he shoots. So it's not However, he's gotten he he's gotten he's gotten better offensively. Yes, yes he has. Yes, yes. And, and now he has, he has he, no deficiency. He, 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 has, he has gotten better offensively. One hundred percent. You should have ran ball, to the three point shot for his deficiencies, chill. But Jokic does have deficiencies offensively. Okay, Ron, he does, name one. He, he, does, he does have things that I would personally like to see him do better, or right. things that he just can't necessarily do better. And you can say like just his his finishing around the rim, or huh. Or, or, or just listen to what I'm saying. Or okay, just his, 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 his athletic ability to dominate around the rim. Like, you know, in terms of somebody like the White House. Okay. Okay. The reason why that's a deficiency, though. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I can get with that. The reason I said the long ball is because that's probably the weakest part of his game. Of all of his game, that's probably the weakest play. His ability to pass, his ability yeah. to score the basketball around the rim, his ability to get to the rim, his ability to manipulate the defense. His deficiency is the long ball because that's probably the weakest part of his game. It says a lot when a 38% three-point shooter is his weakest part of the game. Is his I kind of feel like your weakest part of the game, just because it's the weakest part of your game, doesn't by default make it a deficiency. It's just not the strongest part of that. your game. I get that as well. I would say. Also, I, I would say about Jokic too, the one thing that uh, that I don't like is mm -hmm. I think he should be more aggressive. I think That's he's too great not to be looking to score every time. Obviously, he's an elite playmaker, and the offense runs through him. But I'd be like, Jokic... That's fair. As good as well, you are, I, bro, just go get to it. I think that's fair. I, I, think that's I, fair I can't. Say. Well, I can't do that. And the reason why I can't do that is because that team is predicated on running the offense through Joker. With the, with them running the offense through Joker, Joker's offense is predicated on these other dudes. What I mean when I say that is he gets Murray going. He gets KCP yeah. going. He'll start getting his offense when these guys don't have it going. If he goes for 40, if he goes for 50, if you notice, they lose most of the time when he does that. Yeah. So him being aggressive as a scorer, that's not really something that he's trying to do. I'm going to get Jamal Murray going. I'm going to get KCP going. I'm going to get uh, MPJ going. And then that's going to open up my offense. That's going to open up my ability to score even more as opposed to these dudes aren't doing anything. So now mm -hmm. I got to do it all. So now when he goes for 45, he goes for 50. More times than not, they lose. Uh, Chill, I think that's fair for you to say. However, like for me, it's specific matchups where like sometimes like if you remember when they play, I think it was the 76ers, right? Like how they will put PJ Tucker on him in like the yep. fourth quarter. And like yep. he had moments where it, it's like, okay, those are great passes for sure. But yep. clearly if you have that mismatch, you should be abusing that more. And sometimes sure. he's just hesitant. But it's not a real talking point for me because in the playoffs, when it mattered most, what did he do? 
he dialed it up. He averaged Absolutely. 30 points per game. Like he mm-hmm. he he was more aggressive when it called for him to be that. Right. But and I I do get you wrong because in a regular season, Jokic oftentimes like coast through just playing an overall game. But I feel like if it really, really matters, Jokic mm-hmm. is capable and has shown that he can dial that up for sure. Now to your point about now to your point about him dealing with Embiid and him going after PJ Tucker a little bit more. Well, that might be true, only except you know, I gotta deal with Embiid defensively. So that might deter my offense a little bit. Even though I got a smaller dude in front of me who I should be whooping his ass, only except I got this guy that's coming after me the entire game. Now, I probably I probably could be more aggressive with PJ Tucker. But PJ Tucker is also beating up on Joker, right? PJ Tucker is also roughing up, and he's also roughing up, okay. and he's also roughing up Joker. With, now, don't get me wrong; with him being a smaller guy, he still is roughing him up. Plus, I'm getting roughed up by Embiid defensively, so that may take away from my okay. offense just a little bit more. As opposed to if I had to deal with Embiid and Embiid only all night long, I think that his offense would have would have been a lot different. Hmm. I mean, because I think he did got, I think he went for like <clears throat> 24 and 11 in that game. Yeah, something yes, like yes. that. Listen, listen, he he outplayed and like people really don't talk about this, right? Obviously, for the entire game, Joel Embiid outplayed him, sure. But in the first half of the game, Jokic was dominant. And then mm-hmm. in the second half, the adjustment was to put PJ Tucker on Jokic. Jokic wasn't aggressive enough on PJ. And then on the other end, Embiid just had the ball and really dominated, right? But it's just not a real problem because People often say, oh, well, the Lakers in the playoffs, they put Hachimura on Jokic. How are the Nuggets going to respond to that, you know, change? It didn't matter. So, I don't know. It looked good in the beginning. Sure, it did. It, yeah. it looked great in the beginning. But it didn't then last. <laughs> they got it. They got this figured out really quickly. Yeah. Hey, so, when you when you was hooping, because um, uh, you said something a minute ago, and I, I, I always speak on this. I, I just want to know from your point of view. When you were playing against a guy that you know was, uh, you know, he was going to shoot a lot of shots. He was, he's basically the best player. When you know you got a mm-hmm. tough matchup mm-hmm. with, um, when you're defending that guy, does it, does it in turn make it harder for you on the offensive end? Because you have to stay defensive end? I actually you, focused more defensively on whoever I was covering because right. I knew that I'm going to have to deal with this dude. And I know that at any point I could get my offense going. So like right. when I played in junior, when I, when, I, when I played in junior college, I knew. And then when I played in college, I knew that I could score mm-hmm. when I was in the specific system. Right. But I knew that I'm not going to go bucket for bucket with you. No, I'm not going right. to do that. And the reason I'm not going to do that is because I wasn't raised like that. Right. My attitude was I got to stand in front of you mm-hmm. and I got to, I got to at minimum slow you down. So that sometimes would take away from some of my offense simply because I'm focusing more on slowing you down. And once I slow you down, then I could get my O going. Right. But did, but do you feel like that was um, like, it's not, not, like, not an effort thing, but maybe like a fatigue thing. Do you feel like just because you had to step up your defense, did it mm-hmm. make it harder for you to play, uh, play offense? No, actually, it wouldn't. And the reason why, think about it. Think about it from a boxing standpoint. You're an offensive player, and I'm a boxer. What I'm going to mm. do is, I'm going to be more defensive against you, and I'm going to let you empty some of your tank. Once I recognize that you've emptied some of your tank and your rhythm isn't there, now offensively, I can go after you. Mm. And that's kind of what that's that's the kind of player that I was. Where I would get cheap stuff like layups or or runouts, and then now you running back on defense and you emptying your tank against me. So once now I get you in the half court and I get you one on one, now I can really go after you because I've had you on defense where I'm making it tough on you and I'm not really that involved offensively. 
I'm, yeah. I'm not really that involved as a score. Right, right. Okay, I see. I always felt that way, but you know, I felt like when you when you're playing when you're playing the defensive game, you just you, you score more in spurts, more like in right. run, you know, in right. run out, leak out, you know. So it's kind of like on the stat the stat sheet. I might have similar to what I usually would have, but right. but I also don't like the idea when guys say like, oh, well, if you have a if if I have to if I have to play defense and I can't play offense too, you know, mm -hmm. I think I think you could play both ways. But as Moss calls, calls me the as Mars calls me the mid-range merchant, I would do stuff like that. <laughs> as Mars calls me the mid-range merchant. So I would do stuff like that. I, I wouldn't exert a lot of energy early on the mm -hmm. offensive end of the floor. We're trying to score where I would I would knock down a 15, 17 footer, but I would I would be more focused on slowing you down. And once right. I got you slowed down, then I would go after you. All right, fellas, moving along into other super chats. Eli the Misfit also did become a member. Shout out Eli the Misfit. Uh, to Quay White says, stop letting Ticket lie. He wasn't on the Bulls in 13-14. He was still in L.A. This man is up here just chatting and lying. Laughing my he ass. was talking. He just misspoke about the year. So in the 14-15 season when he was with the Bulls, hmm. he actually did make the All-Star team. Not only did he make the All-Star team, they won 50 games that year. So he just got the year Bulls team too. I they were, they, they were damn good. Was a good team. Yeah, yeah Derrick Rose got hurt. Should it, should, yeah, should have beat should have beat the Cavs, and but um, the refs sold when David Black called a timeout. The Cavs didn't have, but it's fine. Yeah, I forgot that uh, that Pal Gasol mm -hmm. move from the Bulls. That was a power move. Yes, I remember sir. when they picked him up. I was like, mm -hmm. we. Tay Fyb said predictions for Giannis Antetokounmpo stat line this year. I think it's something similar to what it was this year. I think yeah, it's, it's not going to change that much. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be something like thirty-one and like thirteen, um, probably six assists. Uh, I think that those guys now that the window is closing, I think the sense of urgency is going to be higher. And because the sense of urgency is going to be higher, I think you're going to see a lot of guys, even though they're older, Mars. I think you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to be sharper because I think that the window on this team, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's open that long. So I, I think that they're at a point where they're looking at this, like, yo, we probably got this year, maybe next year to do it. So because we got this little bit of time, we got to be on top of our game. So I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a pretty similar line from, from Giannis. I'm, I'm also looking at him being possibly the league MVP, like one, two or three in league MVP votes. I just think for Giannis, the biggest thing from a stat perspective to improve on is obviously the free throw shooting. Like just get that up to like, you know, maybe 70%, maybe 69, like just higher than what it is. Um, That flaw in his game got exposed very badly this postseason. We've, you know, all known that to be a thing for him routinely, but just improving in that regard can help make the team better, I feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, Ox Mars, you guys want to chime in on predictions for Giannis Statline? Um, his scoring average should go down if he's used correctly. Um you hate him on the and, basketball mall. I'm keep, still keep, trying to understand why. I, you hate him as much as you, I don't like on him the on basketball, basketball either. To be honest, Mars hates he, him on the basketball because he, he can't create for himself consistently in the half court. Yeah, so he should have the ball less in the half court. So his scoring average should go down because they should just not play through him as much as they do. So he should probably average like 26, 27. His efficiency would go up. Um, so like 27, 13, and six. And then people will say, oh, Giannis got worse, but he hasn't. He'll just be used differently. So that's why I right. think it should be. And that depends on if Adrian Griffin is intelligent and knows as much as me. 
We're going to talk about this later. When we talk, we're going to talk about this later. When we talk joke. about this. Yeah, yeah we're, going, we're going to talk about this. Yes, we are. I want. I, I do think that um, the way that his season ended this year, and then he said, because sometimes you would say something, and somebody and people would twist it around. So when he made that those comments at the press the, at the press conference, I'm not sure if he meant for it to sound as soft as soft as it did. So then people twisted it, and I think right now Giannis is like on some war room type mentality, like. I think he's going to come back this season on some terrorist type shit. Like, I feel bad for the NBA just playing yeah. against Giannis this year. I don't. I feel bad for everybody that has to match up with him. I don't think the the Bucks are going to win a championship or anything. But it's it's going to be it's 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 going to be ugly for some people, especially at the beginning of the season. I'm talking about red rum, red rum. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is, is about to be. Oh, it's about to be ugly. Like the way Giannis went out this round, this this season, getting yeah. hurt like that, and then not being able when he came back, not being able to carry a squad. Like I've seen throughout his career, he takes stuff like that very personally, and like he he gets in that gym and he comes back, and it's it's a, every year you can see he look he, he came back the one year mm-hmm. looking like Superman, bro. Like I was, I and then, and then just you see it on TV, but then when you like stand by Giannis, you see dude really. Is is huge. They can't do nothing with Giannis. Like Giannis, is, Giannis yeah. is about to come back next year on some straight terrorist type type movement. Like those, those, those PEDs working on. If that's what it, if that's what it is, hey, I need man. some of those. They look they look like they're doing that thing, but Giannis is still in prime years. So if he's I mean, doing this in the, six years, then yeah, PEDs for for a dude to for, for a dude to put on like fifty pounds of diesel. I mean, that, well, that's, that's all that's, vibranium yeah, right that, there. That, 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 that's that's pretty. I agree. That's, that's pretty. Don't forget when he showed up, he was 199 pounds. Giannis Crazy. is easily his, his 245. Shoulders, easily. His shoulders are the size of Mars' head. And I'm not, and I'm not saying <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm just I'm, I'm trolling Mars right now, as you as you young dudes would say. But just saying. <laughs> Yo, me and me and Ox was standing next to Giannis. Uh, we was at this we was at this Blazers game. We was uh, it was after the game. We in the. Uh, the, the post-game section, all the players as well. How big is he legit, Ron? How big is he legit? He made Ox. The way I look next to Ox is the way Ox look next to... Oh, wow. Ox a bit of 6'8". Hey, Ox is a bit of 6'8". But so how, about- how, how would Bama look next to Giannis? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he should hire Bama to put lotion on his knees. <laughs> Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. It could have been worse. Without, and by the way, he would be He would be able to do it without bending. He can just right there. He don't have to bend down or nothing. Nah, like but, exactly, the thing, exactly. but the thing is, his shoulders, his, his, he got the big, broad shoulders, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like his shoulders is like out here, you know? He's mm-hmm. he's just big. Oh, right. He was making, when we uh, went, to, went to watch him play against the Kings back, um, and this is before he even filled out some more. He was making Willie. He's standing next to Willie Collie Stein, making Willie Collie Stein look small. Like, Ain't he a footer? Yeah, I'm talking about Ain't just like kind of. Mm-hmm. He's he's bigger, like built bigger shoulders. You right. know, he's you can't. It's nothing you can do. Like it's just nothing right. you can do. You can you right. can you can try. You gonna die trying to stop him. Uh, one thing <laughs> I do want to talk about with the Bucks, um, and then we we gonna get into a couple other things. Y'all obviously know mm-hmm. we finna get into this team USA. Yes. Uh, we also got a segment where I want to ask you guys how long will these teams' championship windows last? And I got a list mm-hmm. of teams, and I want you I guys to them. let me know how yeah. how long do they have. But well, no, I'm not gonna ask this question. I'm gonna wait till we get into that because I was gonna talk about Chris Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and mm-hmm. I guess essentially their championship window. So I'll wait for that till I ask that. But I'm gonna read a couple more super chats, and we're gonna talk about this game for real. For yes, real. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Eli the Misfit said, "Chill." That was nasty, my brother. 
Yo, you do just what I what I notice about you dudes is, and I know I'm a little bit older, but you do so uncomfortable in your own skin, man. That's what I'm I saying. Swear. You gotta fight through the screen, you, bro. You, 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 you dudes right. are so uncomfortable in your own skin, man. I'm the type I'm the type of dude who can recognize. For example, I still gotta get my measurements from Bob. Bob showed me a picture of him in a suit. I'm like, that's a good looking brother right there. I listen to you, dude. Y'all like chill, pause. So I'm comfortable <laughs> enough in my own skin to recognize when a man put a suit on and he looked good, I can recognize that. Mm. Yo, that's a good looking brother right there. That's clean right there. You dudes are so uncomfortable in your own skin that you can't accept when somebody is either complimenting somebody or saying something that all of a sudden now it has to be, you have to be overly masculine. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. Yeah, they talking. See, even in the chat right now, talking about got to get measurements. Measurements for what? Like, see, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> nah, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all check out Self Maker Tories 21. My man, Bob, my man, Bob is a tailor, just so you guys know. My man, Bob oh, okay. is a tailor. Okay. Yes, he is a tailor Indeed. and he makes suits. And I want to get involved in that. So, I was when I seen him at PC Weekend, we were so busy that we wasn't able to get around to it, but. I'm I'm in I'm in the market for a couple suits and I wanted to get I want I saw the stuff that he was making, but he and he had his measuring tape, but we we just couldn't we couldn't at that time because we were right. just so damn busy. We were right, so damn yeah. busy. But I, I do want to do that and I I'm I'm interested in copping a couple of suits from Bob. So he was supposed to measure me at that time and we weren't able to do it, but at some point we're gonna get around to it because I am in the market for that. But if you let I'm these might, dudes I'm tell I'm it, I might just have to come down there. I might have to fly down there and take care. I'm of just saying, man. And and if you let these, but if you let these dudes tell it, you measuring what? And like, it, it's a lot of goofy logic. That's because you dudes. That's all right, bro. We know what you mean. We know what we know what you mean, bro. It's cool. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Yo, y'all wild down there in the chat section. Uh, Shout out the chat. Y'all really make the show for real. Don't no nobody up here makes the show like you guys. Yeah, it, 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 we, we wouldn't be who we are without you guys. Uh, big said ticket always acting like a diva, bad vibes for the show. Dude got a hundred K subs, but can't get, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, appreciate you for, for sending that super chat through. Drink more water said, How many NBA, how many players in NBA history were called the best player in the league that were at best average on defense? Barkley, is that the prerequisite to be the best? Barkley, magic. Uh, let's see. Depends on who Na you Na Na Nash, um, Joker. Oh yeah, Joker. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now. Right. Let's see. Who else am I thinking about? Curry. It's, it's not that like, many you can name. Yeah, it, for me, it's like maybe three or four people. Mm -hmm. But you gotta say Magic, Jokic. I'd say Magic, Steph. Jokic, Steph. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I don't think I'd ever consider Steve Nash or Charles Barkley the best player in the world. No. There was some. There was some people in the early nineties, mid nineties, early. I didn't think. Now, 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 be clear, Mark. Obviously, not better. Yeah, I'm not saying you thought they were the best. I, I, but they I, had I, right. Cons this was, even though I didn't believe it. There, there was a conversation in 1993 <laughs> of who the best player on the planet was when Charles Barkley and the Phoenix Suns went 62 and 20, and he won the league MVP. This started a conversation that is Barkley the best. He was the best player on a dream team. They had said it, and then it fast forwarded. To 97 when Malone won the league MVP. Is Malone better than Jordan? I was like, no, that's not going on. But there was some conversation about that. And this is this is what happens when you win the league MVP. There is, especially when Steve Nash won it in consecutive seasons. 
there was some conversation. Is Steve Nash the best player in the NBA? I'm thinking, no, he is not. But the fact that he won the league MVP in back-to-back seasons, it kind of made things a little bit tricky. Yo, chill. Should have been three straight, but that's fine. Charles Barkley was the best player on the Dream Team? Oh, absolutely. That's confirmed by that's confirmed by Magic. That's confirmed by a bunch of other guys on the crew that he was the, he was their best player. That was confirmed by <laughs> he that. performed the best. He plays. The, there's a difference. There, there is a difference. I'm just, I'm just trying yeah. to clarify. He was not better than right. Jay. He was not. I don't think he was better than Malone. But he performed the best on that so, team. On that team, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ethan Hines said, "How will Bama look next to Wimby?" <laughs> he could lo- he could lose some Wimby- Wimby's ankles. He said yes. he said Giannis he said Giannis knees hit the Wimby ankles. Like he dwarfed Giannis, by the way. Like him, he's significantly taller than Giannis. Significantly taller than Giannis, yeah, which is crazy. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to see how he just looks on the NBA floor. I, like a bust. Mm. I gotta go to a game. <laughs> I gotta go to a game to see him play. Got to. Yeah. Not much to see. I know oh, wow. the schedule the schedule about to come out. No, you know. Oh, word? Okay. Yeah, I, talk, yeah, I, think, I, I think I, I told think you. Oh, oh, matter of fact, I was talking to you about that, Chilton. The uh, the lady mm-hmm. from the uh, the Blazers tried to bamboozle me to she get did. to get the, to get the <laughs> season tickets before. Uh, uh-huh. I told her. I said, no, nah, I think I don't think Dan's gonna be there. She said, no, he had a meeting with the, the, the general manager. I guarantee. Very you smart. Very smart. But I'm telling you, three days later, they said they said he he wants a trade. And then she called me back the other week. I said, I've been waiting to talk to you. You almost got me. You almost got me. <laughs> I said, I've been waiting to talk to you. She you said, oh, well, I hope he does stay. I said, no, nah, uh-huh. we, we can I talk in a couple weeks. But we'll I talk, bet you man. do. I bet you hey, do. You see, if, if she was really good at her job, she would have hit you with something like, oh, man, I just seen Dame the other day. They just doing that for publications and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was just in here yesterday. Matter yeah. of fact, he just left. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Teddy Hart said, is there any top five players in the NBA that you believe still hasn't peaked yet? Let's even go top ten. Jason Tatum. It would be Tatum, probably the first name you think of on that That's list. That's exactly who I was going to say. So y'all think JT is going to get better still? I hope so. Like, I would hope so. I, 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 like just just what type of aspects? What what in this game? Uh, decision making, okay. mid range game, ball mm-hmm. handling, finishing at the basket. Um, there's a lot to be honest. I think I think skills. I think skill set wise, if he doesn't get any better skill set wise, but gets mm-hmm. better at that decision making that you said, Mars, I think okay, that's a big jump right there. So I, I think I that's agree. I think that's fair, Bob. I, yeah, I can agree with that. Luca, I'd like well, to yeah, the chat saying Luca. I don't. Think I would like should. to. See, I, you know what I would like to see from Jason Tatum? I would like to see him finish at the rim a little bit more. I don't. I don't yeah. really see him punch it on guys as much. This is this dude six foot nine, and like his right? mid range could also be better too. I think it is. That's the thing, no gifted. I think okay. it is. I just don't think he goes to it. I, I think that's okay. the difference. Okay. I I think that he he gets he get he falls in love with the long ball, and that's largely due to the way the Celtics play. Yeah, I think that's largely due to the way the Celtics play. If he played more in the mid range, and not just played more in the mid range, I think that if he was effective more in the mid range, plus shooting the long ball and finish better at the rim. I think we're talking about a top three player in the game for the next I don't want to get too analytical here, but I feel like a big part of why Tatum played more so like paint and three this year was because their head coach really prioritized those, you know, areas on the offensive end. Tatum mm-hmm. for his career, though, has never been like a proficient mid-range guy, but he definitely has the capability to be a good mid-range shooter. He just has to really diversify his shot profile. 
I just feel like you have to make a choice. It's either, okay, I'm going to get to the basket, I'm going to go to my floater game, or I'm going to curl off and try to, you know, hit the mid-range. Only doing threes and, uh, you know, paint shots in the playoffs, that mid-range shot is the difference maker for a lot of elite caliber players, so. I think that's the difference between like guys like Curry. Like if 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 there's no in between, like Curry shoots it in the mid range. Curry yeah, shoots it off the dribble, but because he's so good behind the long ball line that you can negate all of that other stuff because he's so good. Well, the thing with Jason Tatum, he's, he's not, not that, that good. That good. No, he's not yeah. that good behind the long ball line. So you got to supplement that, my man, with number one, taking less shots at the long ball line. Number two, getting in the mid range more and using your size because the majority of the guys who yeah. cover you when you get switches, when you 6'9", 6'10", when you get in switches, I watched him on Christmas when he had Drew Holiday on him and he had he was a two dribble pull up on Drew Holiday. I'm thinking to myself, man, you get that in your game on a consistent basis plus knocking down the three, you'll be impossible. He you will be impossible. Chill. He just doesn't go to it. That's the problem. I don't- I, yo, in in college, even in a little bit in high school too, that's that's yeah. what I thought Jason Tatum's game was. I thought his game was mm-hmm. all mid. Yeah, I didn't know he was he good was at college. All, yeah. Just fall back on the on the three point three point line like that. I thought he yeah. went to the rim a lot more. Right. It's, just, it's it's like ever since he's gotten to the league, and the better and better he's got, the more and more yep. he settled. I just feel like every year we see Tatum get stronger, and that helps. But his finish, like I feel like, okay, if you're not gonna take any mid range like that. And it's mainly going to be three-point in paint. You either have to improve yourself in the paint to a high level or become a 40% volume three-point guy. One of those areas you have to address or get to the free throw line more, which to his credit, he did get to the line way more this year. So, yeah, you know. But you guys all think uh, Lucas peaked. And what's good, Young Africa? How you living today? I do. Oh, I love. Do. What up, EC? I'm chilling, man. What's up? I do. <sighs> I think I think I think that's a tough question, Ron, because I think in terms of how he could improve, like there's so many uh, places in his game where he, he could improve. However, in terms of like raw output, in terms of stats, I mean, he's already averaging like a 32 point, you know, triple double. At this point, for him, it's mainly getting himself in shape more to play more games, uh, play different types of ways, and potentially becoming a more efficient three point guy. Outside of that, like. I don't really see his game really changing that much as he, you know, goes. He, he's really good. Your um, game doesn't have to change for you to improve. Like Mars even yeah. said earlier that Giannis can average less points and be more efficient and better. That's that's what I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how oh, that, in the okay. next 10 years that Luca doesn't get better. I don't, he's I don't gonna, see it being hopefully, hopefully he adds the off-ball game. Um, yeah. Complaining about the basketball. Um, is able to be a proficient spot-up shooter. Defensively, maybe he isn't just a complete turnstile on that end, maybe. Uh, uh, Mars, maybe can... what do you think he could do better defensively? Like, uh, is it POA awareness. defense or it's is it awareness. POA, I don't think you're ever going to get much just because his foot Same. speed is just yeah. so bad. But his awareness, just being face cut, being back cut, his activity on the weak side, <sighs> like, he clearly is cerebral enough to understand. Mars, I'm actually getting sick too. listening to you talk about this dude. And that's facts, though. I'm, I, so, I like, he, I'm, he I'm, should at least be a better sick. team defender or, like, a better communicator. Yeah. He has like, to be better off the ball. Yeah, yes, those type of things, yes. But and let me and ask you two questions. Maybe question. you can become you, a better transition player as well. Because okay. since you two, then since you brought that up, Mars, 
what constitutes all of that stuff in terms of being good at it? What 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 constitutes that stuff? Like I don't, you said being aware. I hate to say this aware. word for a, for a guy like Luca. I think the lack of awareness is down to his effort and willingness. It's oh, there it is, boss. Yeah, it, it is effort. I don't want to say it, but it, it absolutely you, is. You can't you can't be that cerebral as a basketball player and just be unaware of teams' defenses, teams' offenses. You can't be. That's just him. I just don't think he wants. Oh my god! I'm sorry, Mars. I got I got animated because all I'm thinking about is I can teach you footwork. I can teach you all of this other stuff. Drop your ass. Get your feet moving. Get your hands busy. Period. Yeah. It's that yeah, simple. He, he he just does I just don't think he has bought into playing defense, yeah. unfortunately. I will say, though, Chill, part of that as well to me, though, is Luca getting himself in a better shape to be more conditioned to play both ends factors into that as well for me. Getting himself in, like, quality basketball shape to right. be able to commit on both ends is key because for that Dallas team, he essentially like it's Luca ball for like the entire game right. on the offensive end. So it's harder for him to like commit and be tapped in like that when he's so, you know, so instrumental to what they do offensively. But that's why to me adding Kyrie gives Luca more time without the ball, which gives you a window to either improve off ball defensively or contribute in other ways offensively like like now his offensive load shouldn't be as high as it was before right what and and with that being said him taking care of his body i mean that's not even a topic of conversation that we should have for an elite player in the nba that's number one number two you guys know how i feel about a guy in year five this is probably who he is right so i'm thinking luca Moving forward, he may have a better season in 32. He may have a better season in the years down the line. But I think he's probably a 28 to 30 a game guy on average. I, I think he's probably a 28 to 30 a game on average guy. His ability to defend in transition, his ability to defend in the half court is everything that Mars just said. The one thing and the one thing only that needs to get better because you obviously can do it. It's effort. That's all I'm asking. That's fair. Put That's some fair. effort in it. Because as a recovery, I the, the thing that I watch when I watch defenders, I watch your ability to recover. Because to, in today's game, very much, very similar to what the big man was back in the 90s, how good the big man was at, at offensively. So how do you recover when you get beat? And when I look at Luca, there is no effort to recover. He gets beat and he's out of the play. Very much like James Harden. He gets beat. And he's out of the play. And that drives me nuts because that's, that makes your team, like Moss just mentioned, in terms of deficient, that makes your team so deficient defensively because now it's five on four regularly. And that's what's killing us. The fact that, number one, you don't defend. Number two, you don't recover. A lot of the rebounds that you get aren't in traffic. They are in basically wide open spaces. The steals you get, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm on record saying this. If I'm playing 40 minutes, I'm going to get a steal. The second steal, if I'm on the floor for 40 minutes gifted, somebody's going to give me the ball. Yeah. I could get you another one if I'm playing 40 minutes. But it's interesting. Let me ask you a question then because because sure. I was listening to even Mars before saying like about um uh, Giannis minimizing his role if the coach is actually, you know, on point, he'll do that and it'll actually be better for the team. So mm -hmm. um, if Luca does what we're saying he's doing, that, that sounds like, like easily one of the best players in the world. So um, do you think that coaches really do have to paddle walk in and, and minimize the best player's role on offense to maximize the team? Do they have that power? I, that? I I think the context of who the player is matters a lot. Uh, 
Giannis to me, like people have to understand the way the Bucks won the title is by putting Giannis off of the ball and using Chris as their two man game to close out basketball games. And Giannis as the screener was more impactful for the team because when he rolls, he has the roll gravity, which opens up the floor for all of their spaces. Right. Mm-hmm. His role on offense is not comparable to Luca, whose role is to bring the ball up. Uh, play make at a high level, score at a high level, shoot threes, get to the free throw line on a team that lacks major offensive talent. So the like the ask of what Luca has to produce offensively, both in the half court and transition, is significantly higher than what Giannis has to do. Right. So to me, when you factor that, my question to Chill would be. How many players are like super dominant offensively to where like every possession they have the ball and they are the primary playmaking hub that play elite defense? How many Not of those many. guys are out there? It's only Not LeBron, many. maybe for me. It might be, it might be more, but LeBron, LeBron ten years ago. LeBron ten years ago. Right. Not now. Not now. Not now. For right. sure. For sure. Yeah. But but like that's why because it's it's so hard to like bring the ball up for that much run high pick and rolls, drive to the basket, play through contact, shoot free throws, shoot three. Like for 48 minutes, it's very difficult to do. But again, when you add another offensive talent to a team, mm-hmm. once that load chips away, you can apply that that energy elsewhere to impact other areas of the game. I think. Sure. And, and, and I recognize the fact that we play in a different era where defense is played differently, right? And offense has is, is become you know, right. more of a – Defense is, is more of a premium, and offense is definitely what's building the league to what it is now. However, I'm not asking Luca to be an elite defender. I'm not asking a lot of these average, guys. average, I mean, average. That's all I'm asking. Average. That's yeah, all right. I'm asking. Yes. I'm asking you to be at minimum average. It can't just be like a try. And I use this reference constantly. It can't be a punt, a punch drunk boxer. I think I can yeah. hit you more than I can stop you from hitting me. Because when the playoffs start, what happens is, is that the game slows down. And yeah. the stuff that you were doing in January, the stuff that you were doing in February, where we were playing faster, teams now load up in front of you, and now you have to run offense. You have to run yeah. offense through them. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe Luca is responsible for a lot of up for a lot of other people's offense, which Dirk was too, if you remember in Dallas. I think he was responsible. But Dirk would do other things. He was yeah. an average defender, right? Dirk wasn't completely, he wasn't terrible on defense. He wasn't that bad. You might disagree with this, Chill, but, like, I feel like the season before this last one, Luka was showing signs of becoming a neutral defender. And then in the playoffs, uh, down three games against the Suns, he wasn't that great. And then he picked it up towards the end. The problem you really have is not him playing defense good it's it's being consistent on a night to night basis because I've seen the, Luca have games where it's positive, sure, but it, it's the right. consistency of bringing it every single night to every single situation. And I would attribute that to a him not being in the best shape season after season when he's coming in, and b like the size and the responsibility of what he has to do offensively. But I think this year coming up, based on having Kyrie Irving on, on the team, he should mm-hmm. be able to improve. But the thing that we also have to talk about is the roster construction around Luka. If you look at the guys last season, their defense before trading for Kyrie was ranked 24th. And that's because Mm -hmm. the personnel wasn't, you know, honestly that great defensively. So he doesn't even have like great help around him defensively to even make him look better. 
That's part of it too to me. Well, 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 two things. Number one, you just alluded to it of the season before last season when you saw him as a defender. Well, yeah. one of the main reasons why you saw him as a defender is because he was in better shape 100%. coming into the season. He was he was definitely in better shape. With that being said, he was responsible for a lot of their offense, but they also had perimeter defenders. You don't have to be elite. So Finney Smith, right, and um, who's the other guy? And Bullock. Finney Smith and Bullock. They were solid enough where they could hide yeah. Luca's deficiencies, right? So even when Dinwiddie you do it, too, even Dinwiddie, right? And Dinwiddie, they were solid enough where they could hide Luca's deficiencies. When I watch a guy like Luca defensively, mm. I'm thinking to myself, you have to at minimum match what those guys are giving you. That doesn't mean you got to be the defenders that they are, but the effort that they bring, you have to at minimum match that. You don't have to be a great defender. I'm not asking you to be Sadrunas Marshallonis on the wing as a Euro. Yeah. I'm not asking you to be any Just of that. Just being but considerate asking, defensively. And, know and when you, where you are on defense, right? And you talked about, yeah. and you talk about gifted in terms of the consistency. What would end up happening is, see, some people would actually see Luca and they would see him play defense and stretches and say Luca is an underrated defender. And they no. gas it. No, see, right. see, 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 listen. That's the problem with basketball combos. Like people will see small sample sizes and then gas it. Like that's the identity of the player. Like no, both things can't be true. No, no. Well, this is this the thing. This is the thing, though, gifted. Like, yeah. like, like, like was saying. You don't. We don't need you to be a above par, uh, elite defender. What I need from you, Luca, I need you to close out. Yeah, I need you to. I need you to close out. I need you to have effort to try to beat your man to the spot. Turn him one or two times. You know what I'm saying? When you when you get beat, either recover or rotate, and then just when you when you off ball, just see man and ball. Just see man and ball. Keep your hands up on D. I don't need yeah. you to be an ISO defender and and move your feet no. for 13, 15 seconds. I need you to beat your man to the spot one time, and recover or rotate. I need you to see man and ball when you're not. And this is my thing. When you when when you have a player. When you have a player that does these things, that dribbles the dribbles the air out the ball on the offensive end, loses his man and doesn't and doesn't show any effort on the defensive end, and then gains weight in the middle of the season. That's when you when you when you have when you have those three <laughs> things that just show that just shows a whole different level of arrogance. Uh, and all, every every time he gets touched, yelling to the refs, that shows a whole another. That's just a new level of arrogance. I think that's a, another area we got to talk about too. Even mentality. Yeah. So it's a mindset thing for Luca. Once he realizes, like, okay, I got to be really a team player. I got to be a leader. I got to show that I can sacrifice. Because the thing about it is, he's like a lot of these guys are. Well, this is my chance. I'm in the league right now. I'm in the prime right now. I need to get my stats. I need to get this. I need to get that. Well, if you if they if they sacrifice some of those things, maybe they can get a ring. Because that's what mm -hmm. that's what sacrificing is. Sacrificing is giving up something without the guarantee of getting something in return. Yeah. So yeah. he's not. He hasn't come to the point in mentally where he's like, okay, I might not get it, but I am gonna lose on on these stats and whatnot. He has to he has to get over that hill and then mentally he can become a better a better teammate a better player but yeah. we don't know if that's gonna happen you know Jordan had to do it uh Kobe had to do it yeah we'll see I know Ron wants to transition to the team USA so I just want to like say this last you thing Ron. You like good, you, good, you got it. I I agree with what you're saying I just feel like this upcoming season is the real tester because what Luca had to contribute offensively last year to that team, especially considering how far they fell defensively, like that load was an extremely high load. Like I'm pretty sure like he had like the highest, uh, I forgot the stat. It was some, some offensive metric that really 
sorry, usage rate. Yeah, he, he had like an extremely high usage from game to game to game. I feel like with Kyrie Irving on this team now, he has a guy who can be the ball handler, operate in staggers a whole lot more to where Luka can be off the ball more to contribute his energy elsewhere to impact the game. Because when you sacrifice 100%, right, you're sacrificing without a guarantee that I'm going to for sure have this back in return, right? But at the same time, sacrificing to do what? If you're on a roster that does not have the talent to be able to, you know, have success with you at the current moment, then that sacrifice kind of falls on deaf ears. If you have Kyrie Irving and more depth with Grant on that team, that sacrifice can hit harder now. The worst, like, okay, if I buy in, we can really build a championship identity or culture in the next few years with our core. No doubt, no doubt, fellas. All right, well, y'all know what time it is. I don't know what time it is. Uh, what, what, what is time to talk about? Uh, Team USA played Puerto Rico last night. Mm-hmm. And the first half, it was fairly close. Second half, they came out and mollywopped them. The final score was 117 to 74. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple stat lines, and then I'm going to let you guys go ahead and give your takes on it. Um, the leading score was 15 by two guys. Anthony Edwards had 15. Cam Johnson came off the bench. He had 15. Mikael Bridges had 14. Uh, Jaron Jackson had 12 and 7. Um, Brandon Ingram contributed 11. Also, Jalen Brunson started at point guard. He had 11 points, 12 rebounds. Tyrese Halliburton off the bench also had 12 assists. Uh, the starters for the game were Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges, Brandon Ingram, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But, fellas... Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you guys give your take on what you think happened and what you felt about the game. Mars, I'm going to start with you. Okay, it's it's interesting you start with me. Ron neglected to tell me that the game was on FS1, which doesn't even exist in the United Kingdom. <laughs> I didn't know what it was coming on either. So, so I'm, at time, point, I'm at a point where I can't even watch the game legally. So thanks for that, Ron. Um, Did you watch it illegally? Well, we'll talk about that one. Don't smoke yourself, please. So, don't. <laughs> so from what I, so from what I could catch, which isn't much, Anthony Edwards looks like the best player on the floor by a very wide margin. No, uh, in my opinion, um, he was ma- he was making some tremendous plays. His strength at the rim was very staggering compared to a lot of these Puerto Rican small guards. Um, defensively, he he looked aggressive in the passing lanes. I don't think he was really putting in too much effort, to be honest. Um, I like Brandon Ingram. I think Jaron Jackson, when they said he was their best player, like in the training camp, I can see why they said that. But overall, I have probably the least amount of opinions on this game based on the fact that I couldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I caught it right at the right at the middle of the first. Mm. Um, almost forgot. Gifted, you said Anthony Edwards wasn't the best player, so I'm interested. No. To, yeah, I'm interested. No. Yeah, and, and I, I know who I know who he's thinking, but yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, um, first, Mars, I'll say this. Um, if you need assistance watching the game, um, I am doing things now where I will be streaming these games in Discord. So, if you want to watch the pull up, allegedly, of course. Um, but in terms of the game that we watched, I gotta say I this, man. Somebody. Um, I know somebody. Austin, it's me. I just know somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I watched this game from opening tip. I gotta say, 
Jaron Jackson Jr.'s defense was good in this game a whole lot. To me, though, the guy that stole the show, like what sparked their run to blow them out was really mm. Austin Reeves. And mm. in my opinion, the best player on the floor for both teams in the first half was not an American player. Tremont Waters was mm-hmm. absolutely frying Team USA. And mm. the effort that you saw from Austin Reeves, the, the passing, the half spins, the uh, – playmaking and like just understanding where to be on the basketball floor was changing mm-hmm. a lot of things, but JJJ's defense set the tone automatically. He had some great plays where he would tag a guy, get there, not jump. He actually showed better overall discipline and he cleaned up a lot of the ugly bricks from team USA. Mm-hmm. I would say the best player comes down to JJJ and then Austin Reeves based off the eye test, Ant picked it up in the second half. But to me, that was more so after they were starting to, like, really blow it out out of the water. Starting mm-hmm. out, to me, it was JJJ and then Austin Reeves, I would say. One of, all I saw one was of the third quarter, so I guess. Fair. Right. fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> one of the biggest problems that team, team USA has, and not just this Team USA in particular, even teams in the past, that – adjusting to the international game and understanding how the international game works and thinking that the NBA game will translate to the international game immediately. And it doesn't, right? You have to implement some of your game and some of the international game. So the reason why it looked the way it did early was because all team USA did coming out early was cracking the long ball. That's all they did. And that wasn't working. And because that wasn't working, they had to get themselves back in the game. The way that they did that, was they started defending at a high level. So Anthony Edwards, he was just he he spearheaded that, right? Anthony Edwards was the guy who was his point of attack was a lot higher. Not only was his point of attack a lot higher, I saw Mikael Bridges on the line, up the line a lot higher. And they were creating a lot of turnovers. And what they also did was they sped the game up. And I think that from yes, an athletic sir. standpoint, that really hurt Puerto Rico. From an athletic standpoint, because they sped the game up, those guys couldn't get back in transition. They couldn't really compete that well in transition, particularly, which is what got them in the game. But if they think during the FIBA championships that you guys are going to try to outshoot teams, mm. especially the way that they, especially the way that they played yesterday, that's not going to happen. They, don't get me wrong; they work good defensively, yeah. but they got to do a better job at one Chill. shooting the basketball and getting better shots. Chill. The mm. back cuts in the first half were killing me. They were like they were just t- exploiting them uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The biggest yes. difference I agree with you was like speeding up the pace, turning them over more, getting out in tr- transition more. But yep. the attention to detail off the ball was yes. a completely different team in that second half because what Tremont Waters was doing to this defense, I'm telling you, pull ups, mm-hmm. mid ranges, passes <clears throat> through tight windows, contested. Mm-hmm. He was playing outstanding basketball in that first half, man. Late, 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 speaking on that. Go ahead, Ox. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Ox Africa, definitely want to uh, hear what you guys got to say next. I just want to shout out Tremont Waters in case yeah. you guys don't know. He actually was the point guard on Wimby's team this last year. Yes, so he was. Tremont Water mm-hmm. and Wimby played with each other this last year, but – if 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 you deep in the hoop game and you and you and you you watch a lot of other leagues and stuff, you know Tremont Waters ain't nothing to play with. He's played in the well, NBA before. He could. At LSU, he was a problem. That's Everywhere right he goes, there. he's a problem. I'm actually surprised he's not somebody's backup point guard right now. Well, that's that's it right there, Ron. What I was about to get into was is actually Puerto Rico a little bit. Um, and and people, you know, most most people I know myself, I know Tremont Waters from LSU. That's where mm-hmm. that's where I that's where I remember him from. And then I remember uh, he had a good real good run in the G League. But I will say this about Puerto Rico. Year, didn't he? Yeah, 
I be- yeah, I believe. Oh, he did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. Yeah. I yeah, believe Ron, maybe Ron, like Ron two Ron seasons ago. Um, but th- this is the thing about Puerto Rico. They got those little guards. Um, they got uh, Jordan Howard was there last night. But if y'all know Marcus Howard from Marquette, mm-hmm. he actually was having some visa issues. That's why he hasn't. That's why he isn't there yet. Uh, and then, and then Jose Alvarado, he didn't get cleared. He didn't get cleared from uh from the Pelicans because of a tibia issue he was having. Oh, so yeah. he's not. So he's not going to play. But right. I am saying to say like um, with those with those four because Marcus Howard Marcus Howard we know about Marcus Howard I'm pretty we sure really from, from Marcus, about Marcus. So you know how he get down but his Boy. little brother who went to Central Arkansas he was playing and I mean y'all seen he he was pretty decent so even even I know that's four very small guards we're talking about mm-hmm. from Puerto Rico but I do I, I do like them all four of those guards I would say I would say Jordan Howard is probably the 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 worst of the four and he's mm-hmm. he's really good so I, i'm just saying that to say puerto rico might you know could upset some teams probably not usa but you know some teams um and then when i was watching last night though from us that anytime you got anthony edwards mikhail bridges and brandon ingram on the floor together i really like though i really like those three together and that's and you mm-hmm. can have them with any with any other duo um, I prefer him with Tyrese and J and uh, Triple J. I think that's suffocating ball pressure. The defense mm-hmm. with that lineup was crazy. Um, so I was really excited to see to see them playing like that. Like Anthony Ed- Anthony Edwards, bi, but Mikael Bridges. I think Mikael Bridges impressed me the most last uh, last night. Wow. What, what did he impress you with? Uh, just, just being, just you know, he, I think, I think for for instance, like next year when it's the Olympics time, and maybe there's a couple guys that's there that's not there now. I think he's the glue guy for those teams, like the role player mm-hmm. for those teams. He, I, I just, he plays with a different poise, a different like calmness, a slowness, but he's still long, athletic, and fast. It's just, it's like for instance, he went baseline, dropped his shoulder, and kind of spun back, but he did it like Sean Livingston. He did it like Sean Livingston used to, and it was just like, okay, that's a he's showing a different part of his game right now. Mikael, I think, I think this next year for Mikael in Brooklyn, I think we're going to see a significant step up. But just just based on what I saw last night, he plays. He, I think it's, I think he the difference between him and Anthony Edwards is the the it's slower for him. You know, he went to Villanova. You know, mm-hmm. a little different. The game is slower for him. He he sees it. He can. He's just with the pace. So I I, I like. I think I like Mikael Bridges and Triple J the most last night. And that 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 three headed monster right there of of Edwards, Mikael, and um, Brandon Ingram. That's mm-hmm. hard for anybody to deal with. But I do think next year probably Josh Hart, Austin Reeves, Cam Johnson, they probably stay home. You know. Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they probably jump on the squad. And you know, this is what I don't like, Big Ox. This is the part that I don't like, Ox. And the reason why I don't like this is because there is no con you can't get continuity. We have to get a legit national team. Right. Well, this 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 team here, even even if they don't do that, shit town, which I do think they should, like for for them to be I I think Devin Booker and Jason Tatum need to be there. But I do. uh, I do. But for but this, with, this team, though, I like I like like what you're saying. I like them as a team. I you know, do. Maybe maybe, maybe yeah, if, do. If, if if Anthony Davis is healthy enough, maybe he jumps on the squad too, and that would really can that would really seal the deal for me. But I'm not sure if he's gonna be. I don't know. So, well, let's be real. Team, team USA way better than the than the whole world, bro. Most talented team, obviously, right? And and uh, you know what's interesting? I saw like when I was watching the game, it was like. They came out playing five out, right? So you got Jaron Jackson at the four. Brandon Ingram starting at the uh, at the four. Jaron Jackson at the five, and so they're playing five out basketball, and everybody can shoot, and so they're creating space for each other. That's that's interesting when you see players play different roles and they play on their team. We saw Bancaro when he was on the court too, playing at the five position and like um, being that guy on the inside when they were four out one. And so it's interesting that 
players play different roles. And I was actually more most impressed with Brandon Ingram. Like Brandon Ingram, I think will be the like half court scorer for that team. I think he's the best scorer on the team. And um, even though Anthony Edwards may may score the most points because they're such a good defensive team and he'll be out in transition, I think. Brandon Ingram is going to be that go-to guy. When we need a bucket, I think you go to Brandon Ingram. He was getting isos on the wing, and he was scoring effortlessly. So um, this team is, like, very talented. I think they easily win the FIBA championships. And, um, you know, that defense, transition, athleticism, um, that's going to be light work, to be honest, bro. Light work. Young Africa, is your logic they're going to win it simply because they're just more talented than everybody else? More talented, more athletic, uh, better defensively, more versatile than anybody in the world, to be honest, man. They, See, they could play a lot of ways. And this is why, and this and this logic right here is why the rest of the world is catching up for that reason yeah. right yes. there. This is exactly why the rest of the world is catching up because you can't just throw a bunch of dudes on a unit and because we're more talented, expect IQ matters, work. bro. Not only, not only does IQ matter, there's a reason why these teams, like, for example, in the 2008 in, uh, in the gold medal game against the U.S., people forget how good that Spanish team was. That was a damn good team. And they had been together for a long time with Rudy Fernandez and Pau Gasol and his brother and, Rude and, and, and Ricky Rubio. That was a damn good Spanish team. And the reason why they were good, not just because they were talented, they were together for a long time. These guys played together for a long time, and they actually have a national team. The reason why the rest of the world is catching up is because we don't have that. We got a bunch of dudes that we throw together, and then we put these guys... We display these guys in the Olympics, and all of a sudden, some other teams are playing a little bit better, and we end up outlasting them, so to speak. And everybody's like, oh, is the world catching up? Yeah, the reason why the world is catching up is because these guys have been together for a long time, and they play together. They have a continuity about them, as opposed to us, where we just throw units together and just expect it to work. That's not going to keep working, man. Eventually, that's going to run out. Mm -hmm. I just think the defense, like... There were so many possessions where there were many Team USA players just not paying attention to back cuts, like simple things. And that team, like, fought hard. The talent outclassed them in terms of, you know, being out there in transition. But for me, it's not, like, B.I. that really popped out. Like, I really feel like Austin Reeves was the biggest difference maker. I mean, he, he subs in, corner three automatically gets the energy going. But the IQ in terms of where to be on both ends, he just fit in seamlessly to what they were trying to accomplish honestly i was very impressed with what ar15 did the minute that he subbed in, into that game yo so i missed the first half i only watched the second half pain and, and, and <laughs> so nice. in the second half i basically just seen them go on a crazy run yeah but from what i've seen and not even all bias aside tyrese halliburton looked like he was the one that made that unit go here we go. Here we go, Mars. Hey, here we go, Mars. Y'all can say what's coming. Oh, y'all go ahead, Hey, hey, 12 assists, one turnover, and the way he was just finding guys in transition in the half court, the way he was going, and it, it, everything just looked seamless. Ryan, you're going to hate me for saying this, bro, because he was good in the second half, but but there were so many possessions in the half court where he would catch the ball. Pump fake a three, not attack, a, a, not attack a closeout or make the extra pass. He picked it up in the second half, you know, good. But in that first half, he was looking extremely questionable, especially defensively. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't see the first half, so I, I don't know. I only, yeah, that's, I only that's fair. That's fair. Man, if he didn't see it, it ain't happening, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> if he didn't see it, it happen. Second okay. half, he went crazy. But listen, and to, and to those of y'all that, that that didn't see, so 
like you just mentioned, Waters was just basically killing these guys. Cooking his the basketball, getting cuts to the basket. So what ends up happening now is that we got Mikael Bridges now switched on the Waters. Not only do we have him switched on the Waters, we got him keeping the ball away from Waters as much as possible. Not only keeping the ball away from Waters, they're jumping him higher. Yeah, as opposed to letting the offense start at the three point line, they jumping him higher when he get the basketball and keeping the ball away from him more. That's called an adjustment, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you guys know, that's called an adjustment in coaching. So we're gonna keep the ball away from him, not just keep the ball away from him. Those cuts, we got weak side defenders helping yeah. on those cuts, which they weren't. It was like Ole in the first half, like, oh, I'm sorry, my fault. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, my fault. No, that's not the way. That's not the way we're gonna win if we're gonna if, if we're gonna. That's not the way we're gonna play. If we're gonna play defense like that, we're not gonna win. No. So they especially, did adjust to that, especially like like bro. There were so many possessions in the fast break too. Like, there was one play I think in the second quarter where um, Bobby Portis caught a pass, and it's like Bobby one one more pass, and it's a bucket, and he still went didn't really convert it. Like they were still learning how to play together, so I'll give him grace. Jalen Brunson and me was good and weird. I felt like he didn't want to pressure the paint enough. When he wanted to, he got to the paint and contributed really good things for their half-court offense, but it's the first game. Like, these guys have to obviously, like, find each other and find right. ways to, to fit That's in. Why. But my prediction, Austin Reeves is going to play a significant role on this team. He was by oh, far to me the most impressive player. Absolutely he is. Yeah. His, ability to stre- his ability to stretch the defense out and hit the long ball, that make, that, that makes for a nightmare for, for defense, especially, especially in the international game. He's going to be really good on this team, 100%. I think that's going to translate over to the Lakers too, by the way. It's it's a couple things too. So obviously, you know, like your team USA, you you got that badge of honor. Uh, obviously, when you wear that jersey, you're you're automatically put in the best contention. So when you go out and step against a, some guys like step on the court against some guys like uh, like the Puerto Rican team, you're gonna almost come out a little lax a days ago. You're gonna come yeah. out and, and overlook them, and it, it it's not purposely. It just it just happens because that's that's just who you're playing against. So that first half, part of it was that. But then also, too, kind of how you said gifted, like these dudes got to figure out exactly how to play with each other. And then they got to They got to figure out their rotations and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. from what I seen in the second half, though, I think like getting getting stops and getting out and running, that's going to be the best thing for this team. Um, obviously, they're going to they're going to be more athletic than most of the teams that they play against, if not all. The best thing yeah. to do is beat that team up the up the floor. Don't allow them to uh, settle on defense. And when did that Push happen? The ball in transition, make or miss. It was a couple times where they made some, oh, yeah. some shots and still got easy buckets because they they got it out fast and got the ball up the floor. I think that's going to be the key to this this young team uh, really thriving and being successful. And I will say to Halliburton, like I think one of my favorite lineups. I think they have Brunson Halliburton, but like the Paolo lineups where they just have more size and length. They were just more like more physically dominant than those guys, but putting playmaking with that size for Team USA made a big difference. Big difference to me. I would love to see this be the national team, to be honest with you. And what I mean when I say that is I would love to see these guys commit to be playing in the FIBA championships. We're playing in the Olympics. You're growing through it, right? Yeah, I would love to see these guys commit to that. Ox, I'm out on the – don't get me wrong. I think that Jason Tatum, I think that – Maybe I, I, I'd like to go younger than Devin Booker. As good as Devin Booker is, I'd like to go younger than Devin Booker. I'd like to stick with I, I would like to stick with uh with Anthony Edwards. I, I want to mm-hmm. stick with him and maybe replace I, I, maybe replace one of the lead guards with Cade Cunningham and 
stick with this young group and actually have these guys commit to having a national team, just like they did in 08, where they got James to commit. They got Chris Paul to commit. They got Wade to commit. They got uh, Chris Bosh to commit. Then they got Bryant to commit. I would like to see them actually have a national team where we're committed. And once we committed, you'll see the gap like you saw it in 08, right? You'll see the gap like you saw it in 2012, as opposed to, as opposed, I believe it was 2021 where they ended up having Olympics. I mean, they won the gold medal, but I mean, was the gap really there? Was it that right. much of a gap? I, I don't think it was that much of a gap. There was some, there was some, there were some games where we looked at it going, this team looks like they're really good. So I would, I, I wouldn't mind this actually being the national team and getting a commitment from these guys that, yo, you're, you're going to be the guys moving forward, playing in the FIBA championships, playing in, playing in the Olympics in 2025 or 26, when, whichever year it is. I would like to see that. Uh, and just so everybody knows, uh, Team USA is not actually the favorites to win. Oh, really? Which they is have, not surprising. They, they have Team Canada as the slight favorite. Bro, Team, Team Canada favorite. is nice. I cannot wait to watch these boys hoop, man. That's they got tough. a nice squad. Yo, cannot let Canada win the gold. Bro, they got Shade. <laughs> they got Shade, Jamal Murray, R- RJ. They got a squad over there, man. They really do. Hey, Chilltown, how is, how is Fluent and Chill going to be if Canada wins the gold? You already know how it's going to be. You know what I'm going gonna, gonna to have to listen to if Canada oh, yeah. ends up winning the gold? Yeah, I'm probably close. gonna have what number one. I'm gonna have to get a. I'm gonna have to get a, a, a Team Canada jersey, and I'm gonna have to rock it on the show. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> I'm gonna have to rock it on the show. Number two, every player that plays in the NBA that's Canadian is the best player in the NBA. I want to make sure that we clear on that. That's, that. that's gonna be the next topic. Jamal Murray, Shea, um, every player goes go down the line of players that played Brandon. Ing- I'm mean, not Brandon. Ing- I'm sorry, Andrew Wiggins. All of these guys are the best players in the NBA. And I'm gonna have to listen to that until the Olympics start. And God forbid if they win the gold medal at the Olympics, bro. Get them. They're not gonna win, bro. Dwight Powell, like Kelly Olynyk, like they're not a deep team like USA. Like like the sec right. the, the bench off the USA is better than the, the than um Canada to be honest. Yeah, bro. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. Africa, you just going. looking at the name of the players though. Yeah, the name yeah, the matter. Talent, is how they're used. I understand the continuity. I understand the continuity. And then on top I understand of that, that dude, but... dudes on the USA team, they're used to being the man. So they want to overdo what they do. Team, the players on Team Canada, they're going to play within themselves. They're going to they're gonna play their role. Kind of how we were saying about Luca. If those guys get beat, they're going to recover. They're going to rotate. They're going to they're gonna die for loose balls. They're going to be out there playing hard and playing within themselves. The USA guys, it might be a point where they get selfish. It might be a point where they get frustrated. It might be a point where, like against... Against Puerto Rico, they're looking at this dude like, man, you play in Puerto Rico. I play in the I don't NBA. See, I, don't see, I don't see that problem on the USA team this year, Ron. I think the only person yeah. that might that might possibly get like that could be B.I. Other than that, I don't see I don't see anybody else on that team that's going that's going to get on, you know, get on get on that ego trip type. type and why thing. is that big ox? Why, 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 why don't you see that big ox? Because because we don't got the guys like I was naming, you know, like the mm-hmm. the the Jason Tatum's, the Devin Booker's, the bigger the we got we got. I mean, these are all obviously really good players, but I don't think we got um, mm-hmm. any of the superstars. Yeah, rising stars, right. like the rising stars. Yeah, so right? I think I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think we'll have that issue, especially with guys like uh with like guys like Mikael Bridges, uh, Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards just wants to win. Mikael Bridges, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, those guys. I'm. I'm I'm not expecting that issue from uh, Team USA this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of two-way players. No, not not really like specialists or guys that can do like multiple things on the court that can defend, that can rebound, that can play make. So, so um, this team is great as long as they get their defense tight. Like it, Chill saying that it wasn't close in the last Olympics. I, I, I th- oh, it was close. I don't think it was close at all, bro. I think it was 
Um, from American a talent standpoint, else, maybe. A distance. From, from a talent standpoint, maybe not. From from a talent standpoint, it wasn't. But I watched them against that French team. And that French oh, yeah, team, France, that was basketball. France, yeah. Evan Fournier was cooking. It was yes. a close game. Rudy, but, um, the way that they – and, and, and a lot of people talk about – a lot of people, the way that they talk about Rudy in the NBA, the way that they use Rudy on that French national team, I'm thinking to myself, nice. why don't they use him like that in the NBA? Why? Why don't they use him like that more? That's a, that 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 part. I'm 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 still clueless about. And just so you know, Young Africa, the 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 '92 Dream Team, four of them dudes, Jordan, Mullen, and Patrick Ewan was on the '84 Olympic team, and then David Robinson was on the '88 Olympic team. So there's some continuity there, as opposed mm. to those other guys where you just throwing dudes on the unit and you just trying to figure it out as you go. And they understand international basketball as opposed to these dudes that you throwing on a unit. And I, I, I have such a difficult time with, yo, this logic today when you're dealing with talent. Because you think that you could just walk up to the park with five dudes and just be nicer than y'all. I can't tell you how many no, no, times no, no. I've watched dudes do that and come up to the park and they think they're nicer than everybody and get their ass kicked. Yeah, I, I could easily see this team laying an egg. Now, I do got us winning, but I could easily see this team come out. The shots aren't falling. The defense is lackadaisical, and they just look sluggish, similar to the first half. And the other team on the other side, they just playing lights out. They making their shots. They they playing together. They getting stops. They getting fast break buckets, easy buckets like that. I can easily see that happen. Is Jokic, is Jokic fact, and Giannis playing? Um, right now, Luca playing. I think I'm about to. Uh, no, I know Luca playing, but is Jokic, 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 Jokic not playing? Giannis is, I don't think Giannis is playing. I, I Giannis, think Giannis, Giannis is, is he cleared playing? right now. He, yeah, I don't think he's playing. Okay. I know I he was on the roster. I don't. I don't know mm -hmm. if he's gonna play. Well, though. still, I don't know. But I, there's there's a couple teams that might still could still like France. France could get it. Um, Germany could get it. Uh, Lithuania could. Obviously, um, Spain too. Lithuania always Spain. got a good team. Ox, what is the yeah. deal with that? Lithuania always got a good. Now they always team. got a the, very and solid and team, and, they, and they're yeah. big. They're big too. I believe they got they got Sabonis and Valanciunas. Yeah. So. I got that guy yeah. yeah. over there. It's, I mean, don't and also, 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 I was about to say, just about to say oh, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been speaking, I've been telling y'all for a little bit. Like Nigeria, they they on the rise. So, like mm -hmm. Nigeria, Nigeria last the last Nigeria team they could beat this team. Or and Mark, just so you know, Nigeria did have a team when Elijah Wan played in the Olympics. They did have a team. Exactly, and he chose <laughs> not to play <laughs> for them. Oh, uh, don't do that. I had to clarify that with Mars. They I'm did not going to lie, bro. It, listen, Saturday is going to be fun, okay? <laughs> team USA versus Luka and them, that's going to be fun to watch for sure. Yes. I just want to put that who? on Against who? Luka. Exactly. Oh, Slovenia? Mm-hmm. On Saturday. Yep. Hey, wait. So, so wait. Uh, Serbia, Serbia has, um, so so Jokic isn't playing, but they still got uh Nemanja and uh and uh Bogdanovich, right? Serbia, outside of America, in my opinion, Serbia is easily the deepest team, mm. bar none. And I'm a, mm. uh, I'm I'm pulling up their roster right now, and I'm gonna break down everybody that they have. But okay. Jovic, also... Jovic, the young cat from Miami, he's over yeah, there, right? Well, it's... Here on a Slovenian got... team. Yeah. No, Serbia. Oh, he on a Serbian oh. team. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, okay. I'm with you. So Serbia, they have uh uh Bogdanovic. I think no, they don't they don't have Bojan. They bought they got Bogdan Bogdanovic. Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovic. Mm -hmm. Um they obviously have Nimenya. Hold on right quick. I'm still trying to find their team. Uh Jokic as well. 
Uh, they have Vasily uh, Mitchich. That's the mm -hmm. dude who just signed with um, OKC. With, yeah, with OKC. He's been the EuroLeague MVP before. Uh, hold on. This website's not giving me the players. Mm -hmm. Oh, website. Mm. Hey, yeah, they talk, they're talking about it in the chat right now. I wish they could just somehow... Like just for basketball, let that let those teams let those countries be Yugoslavia one time for just oh man just, just so we can we could get that they they need a, a, a Yugoslavia verse. <laughs> and what what countries was was Yugoslavia and who would it all be? Because we've talked about this before, Bob. Yeah, it would be it would be those teams. I know it would be um, what Serbia. And Serbia and Slovenia would be in there, right? Yeah, Serbia, Slovenia, uh, Croatia would Croatia. be in there as well. Yeah. And it's like what three more? Luka, three is Luka, like three that's more. Luka Jokic right there. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, so you got uh, so it's okay, not giving it. me their Bo actual yeah, roster. Bosnia and Montenegro. That's the other ones. Yeah, it's not giving me their actual roster, but I'll just list off a couple different players. Uh, you you got you got Boban. Uh, you got Bogdanovich, you got uh, Nemanja, uh, and then it's a couple other overseas players. You guys wouldn't quite know them, but they they're all ballers. Uh, you got the one, uh, so oh, Tiadosic, Milos Tiadosic. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I got you right here. USA, Chris. <laughs> Unfortunately, but USA class. So right here, it's um, it got it's it's Jokic, um, Boban, Bogdan Bogdanovic, um, Stefan Jovic, Nikola uh, Molotinov, Molotinov, yeah, Vasily. Uh, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a very good uh, Euroleague player. Uh, Miroslav Raduchica, Vladimir Lucic. Vladimir Lucic, that's another good overseas player. Um, Mark I wish I knew these guys, but I don't. Sadly, hey, very good overseas players. I'm I Marco, believe Marco Simonovic. Hey, these these guys is nice. Mm -hmm. You know Marco Simonovic, nah, Stefan Bursevich, Marco Guterich. No Marco Guterich. Woo! I know Marco Guterich. <laughs> hey, Marco Guterich got a cannon. He a left. Yeah. Here. Okay. Hey, I, don't <laughs> watch, I, I watch Marco Guterich put thirty on Shaq team. He played for Fenerbahce. Yeah, he played for Fenner. Oh my! Hey, they, uh, they got smacked. Now, just so you, just so you know, Ron, th there's different levels of thirty, and the way your voice sound, that was a now, loud. Now there is 30. different levels of thirty. That's a fact. Yeah, and that's hey, that. That sounds like a loud thirty. Like I came in here to get you dudes the business, <laughs> Marco Guterich. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the Marco Guterich. They, they, they lost. They lost by thirty that night. But he was he was on the type time. Oh, empty stats. Okay, he was nah. It was empty. But it was next time Lee with that, Ron. It don't matter. Hey, look. The, his thirty was better than the thirty that they won with. I'm gonna yeah, put it. What that about way. what about Marco jo Jogadich, Karidza, Karidza? Yeah, he looked he big. He looked big as hell. Hey Ron, um, I got a clip which will show why I'm a bit nervous about Team USA's defense. Um, kind of why Mikhail didn't really move me that much in the game. Do you mind if I show it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, I'm sharing my thing here. Do you see? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I got it. 
I'm gonna throw uh, it right now. <laughs> James be crazy. Rondo overseas ball at the back of his hand, but barely. All right, so this is Mikael Bridges country. here. Um, I think his off ball defense was was kind of mid, uh, um, in, in the first half. But even off the ball, he was getting beat. By the way, y'all, this is Tremont Waters. So put respect on Tremont. Oh, it's lagging huh? for some reason. Man, fix that raggedy ass Wi Fi. I'll just pause. I'll just pause frame it. Look. Mm. We're gonna act like he didn't just get cooked. He, he mm. got ankles. cooked. Ankles. We're gonna act like he didn't just get cooked like that. I was crazy. He got yeah. cooked. Oh, he had him on roller skates right there. Mm -hmm. No, that was the, crazy. The, the, the other well, one when he went to the left. What's the issue? Get it, get him beat off the dribble with a nice, nice move. Is that an issue? <laughs> oh, yeah, <'cause laughs> crazy. Yo, you can't, you can't stay in front of that, bro. I'm not talking oh. about you specifically. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, right, right, right. You, can, you can't stay in front of that. And that's Puerto Rico, young Africa. Wait till they run up on Spain. Wait till they run up on Spain. Wait until they find Luka Doncic and he's right. Wait till they run up on Slovenia. It's gonna be a little tough, that's bro. That's Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. Yo, the the one did you uh, did you get the one where he went left? That's fair. Finished, I'm more asking where's. I'm trying to find that right. I'm trying to find that right now, Ox. That was a my question. Where's Jaron Jackson on the help? Like you should be there to help your guy. He just got blatant. It was Paolo right there. Yeah, it looked like it was. Yeah, there was another one though, uh, Young Africa, where Jaron was there for the help and couldn't get to it. Didn't matter. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Like, like, listen, that is why Chill's point, and I one hundred percent agree. You can name the talent on the roster on paper. Mikael Bridges is a good defender. He got cooked right there. It like like <laughs> that name shit don't matter. It's about how you execute those names in a system to play a different brand of basketball overseas, bro. Because there's so many players who, when they play Team USA, guess what? They have nothing to lose. Let's bust their ass. We got we got nothing to lose. Okay. They counted me out. I've been cut from the these teams in the league. So when I come over here and I'm playing y'all, I'm trying to cook and kill Team USA. That's the mm. mindset every single game. And just so you know, young Africa, don't think for one second that Waters wasn't looking at Mikael Bridges like, I'm going to bust your ass. Facts. Mm. He was Facts. looking at him like, I'm going to give yeah, you I the work you're looking for. You dialed the right number, brother. I you question, getting it I question if uh, Mikael Bridges knew who um, um Tremont Waters was. You know, I guess he knew him after I the game. I bet you he didn't. Like, I know. He, he didn't know, know. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> no, he, I don't think he would have known, whereas team yeah. like uh, Luca 100% knows who Tremont Waters is. Okay. So, so right, I don't know if he knows his tendencies like that and what he's capable of, you know, in a half court just off the dribble. But guys like Luca. Team, teams that have NBA level players, I think that would be easier for Team USA. They already know how these guys get down. I think they should be able to play. Well, Luka is cooking that defense crazy. Guys, they never seen Ooh, Yo, cooking with, solo with cooking. Said, bro, oh, bro, this one, I think, now. I think it's, I think it might for this team. This the team that US Team USA got. They're gonna have an easier time guarding Luca than they are gonna have guarding Thanks. guys like Tremont Waters. Mm. They're going to they're gonna have a much easier time. Now, I'm not saying Luca's not going to cook. He's, I'm not saying Luca's not going to get his, but they're going to have a much easier time guarding a big guard, a slower guard than they are Tremont Waters. You cannot stay in front of Tremont Waters. Yeah. We don't have one guy on our team. It's, There's not anybody on our team. Maybe maybe Anthony Edwards can make that. him turn one or two more times. But you, if you if he if he doesn't pick up his dribble, you're at his mercy. You're I not staying in front of him. Yeah, so but my thing is, is off that, that play, your your questioning Mikael Bridges is um uh it's uh, not off that play. I on defense, the whole game. His defense no. wasn't no, no, that great in that game. No, no, no. So, so are we questioning Mikael Bridges' one-on-one -on -one defense though? Just off that game, is that what we do? No, no. we not. No, we not doing that. Okay. That was the that, again. That was the first. That was the first half. <laughs> that was the, that was the first half that we're talking about, right? And talking about the first half and what they were doing defensively. How they yeah. were just not, they were not in tune. It was not locked in the first how they half. Turned yeah. it up and how they turned it up in the second half. That's all we're doing. That's you nothing got, to when do. You got, when you got Mikhail and uh, B.I. 
Um, and obviously we're gonna be we're gonna be helping hard, hedging hard, doubling on Luca. He's gonna have to shoot over our long defenders, which he can do. We've seen him do it hundreds of times. He can shoot over six, seven guys. But that's where at least at least we're gonna have a hand up and in front of him instead of chasing him, you know. Uh, so that so that's that's my reason for saying what I said about easier to guard Luca than yeah. it is to guard him. I, I don't just think feel like for the my way waters Luka is plays, better than Luca. I'm not trying to say nothing crazy. If he gets the switches and they're not blitzing, the danger is Luca has the passing ability to break that defense tremendously. And more yeah, importantly, sure. we've seen Mikhail Bridges on Luca and we know how that turned out. Yeah, so like man. they got to keep trying to like change things up, be physical, but be tapped in off the ball because when you're not playing good off ball defense, it, if Tyrese Halliburton cannot fight through these multiple screens, it's going to be a problem. Honestly, but do I you, think I think they're good enough. I do. Do you not do you not think so specifically for a team like uh Slovenia when you have Luka, you know, still still being a ball dominant um, but they have they play a little different than he does for the Mavericks. Do you not think uh, the lineup with Tyrese Halliburton Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges, and B.I., do you not think we could switch everything, even trap on trap on those? Not with Halliburton. He struggled to fight through multiple screens, and I think individually he could be a, a weaker link that teams target on the offensive end. Um, to me, I think I would lean with J.J.J. I would go Mikael. Honestly, I liked the minutes in terms of length and size from Paolo. I just think the the key recipe to, like, Team USA really taking off is converting their defense into offense. Anthony Edwards plays a big role in that for sure. But guys who are going to push the pace up and down the floor, like Halliburton, Brunson, like th those type of guys are really going to show value against teams like that Ox. Yeah. And also I, also, I think we got the ability to run it up on teams. We're fast. Yeah. Yes. Fast. You know, like even, even when, even when it's Cam Johnson in the game or Austin Reeves in the game. Cam Johnson um, getting up the floor. Cam Brun Johnson. Brunson, he was getting up the floor yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got Since guys, you got guys running that floor. Paolo, Paolo could run the floor. Um, JJJ. Actually, we haven't talked about Cam Johnson actually. He, he, since, he was solid. Of running it up. Yeah. Since we're on the subject of running it up. Gifted. Mm -hmm. I did not appreciate that. I ain't even a Phoenix Suns fan, but that ass whooping that Dallas put on them in that game seven, I did not appreciate yeah. that at all. I did not. Bro, bro, I did listen, not like that. I will never forget this game. I've watched it like six times. Like literally, Luca outscored the entire Phoenix Suns in the first half. They were down by, by forty at one point. At they were 40. down by forty at one point. At and, one oh, point, they were down by forty. And, 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 and this is why, for me personally, I will never be a DeAndre Aiden believer until he is on a different team. The way that Luka Doncic said, you know what I'm going to do in a game seven that matters most? I'm going to post you up, in your building, bully your ass, and your post fade over you. That was In crazy. your building. In that your was building, disrespectful. So was now we're going to get Luka in his, in his actual element in the international game going up yeah. against Mikael Bridges, who – that's why I brought that up because I did not appreciate that ass whooping one bit. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna put this. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna put you in Luca and his natural element in the international game and go up against guys like Elbridge, which these guys aren't familiar with the international game like Luca is. Luca does this just about every summer, so right. that's worrisome for me. It, it definitely is worrisome for me, no doubt about that. Yeah. I, I I can't say enough about how team continuity and how. Being together for a long period of time matters because when you're talking about the international game, the international game is way different than the American game. Yeah. There's things that you can't do 
internationally that you could do in America. Like you can take the ball out of the rim when it's spinning. You can do you that. You can stay in the paint longer. Yeah. Like it, you can stay yeah. in the paint longer on balls in terms of playing defense. You can't hand. You, there's certain things that you can't do internationally that you can do in the NBA, which will explain why a lot of guys that play in the NBA can't play in Europe and can't play internationally. And it's the same reason why a lot of guys play that play that play overseas can't play in the NBA, not from a talent standpoint, but just from a style standpoint. Yeah. Um, I will say though, like, I don't want to overrate anything. Cause again, like, I don't like to lie at any point about basketball. I haven't watched. I have not seen their team. I will be watching multiple teams during this tournament to see how they stack up to team USA. I will mm-hmm. say though, they can hunt Luca. They have the guys to do it, the speed, the talent. They can hunt him too. So that is a sidebar thing as well that could happen. But that's the other thing that I was had a problem with too, Gifted, when you talked about Joker. I mean, I'm talking talked about Luca. We talked about him as a defender early. Yeah. He gets hunted. He does get hunted. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes me nuts, man. Because I'm thinking about like Curry, for example. Yeah. Curry will get hunted, but Curry puts the effort in to slow that down. Luca. They make an they make a they they make a get they Example. make a huge effort to yeah. go after him. Yeah. A huge effort to go after him. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a def- if, if I'm a player and I'm the same size as this guy, or I'm the same, I got the same skill set. I am not the mismatch out here. Y'all gotta go somewhere else with this because it can't be me, especially if I'm a star player. You can't be one of those guys where they they go after you. And I think that 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 Luca as a defender. He should take some, he could take more pride in that, that they're actually going after me. So I, I gotta prove, yeah. I gotta prove why they should not be going after me. No, they should not be going after me. I've watched plenty of great players who were average defenders who they did go after, but then I watch players who were great offensive players and thinking to myself, don't you have some pride? Like they go after James Hart. Like they 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 make an effort to go after you, B. They make an effort to go after you. All right, fellas, uh, let's go ahead and transition to these Super Chats. Then mm-hmm. we got a couple other segments we're going to get in before we uh, jump up off the stream. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you're watching at this moment and you haven't liked the video, go ahead and slap that button. Uh, if you're not a member yet, it's no better time than now. So All right, uh, TBG said tickets Terry Cloth. That means very soft. Mm. Eli the Misfit said, yeah, KG clears Bosch. I don't think that was the topic of conversation. I don't think we was talking about that. It wasn't the topic that's a question. No. Technically, but I get it. I do. Get no, it. that's that's what it came down to. That's why yeah, the argument was, was over. Crazy. I didn't because I Which didn't we know. Wasn't, that. That, that's what I was trying to make sense of, Ox. I'm like, how we get here? Like, Chris, yeah. I, 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 I understand I understand the trajectory that 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 Bosch was on, but I'm thinking about I mean when when, when KG started to materialize, we're talking like 2000. That's when he started to become that. I think he was in year four, year five. Like he's first team all NBA. He's first mm-hmm. team all defense. And he's now doing that on a consistent basis. I'm thinking, no. Well, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. This ain't what we was talking about. In a minute. I mean, the way we got there is when it came down to comparing both players, what was talked about more was how far they went and the success they had on their teams. Right. Which was far away from Ox's point of how they are as basketball players. Those are right. two separate conversations. Hmm. Which Mars and I have a Mars and I go back and forth about that because Mars is primarily on how good you are at basketball 
as opposed to because that matters me. Yeah. It does matter, and I care about how good you are at basketball, but I also care about what you produce. So me and Mars, we 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 butt heads with with, with that logic a lot of different times. Mars, I mean, listen, it's not easy. It's not easy to sit here. You know, if you're good at basketball, you're going to naturally produce, right? Like it, it, it comes with it. Oh, that's it my only it. point. Is if it, the players that are that good, well, why weren't you yeah. able to produce more? I just yeah, feel like there's a line I, to it. And I always ask, which players are you talking about? Yeah, like, which ones are you, good but which, didn't produce? Which, play, which players do I call good that don't produce? Like, I need one player who I've ever called good who's Steve, never produced. Steve Nash. How oh, Steve Nash not project. Right, okay. Well, yeah, Steve Nash 100% doesn't have Mars ever In terms of winning, I'm not talking about you don't like accolades, right? So now we're talking about winning. I don't think he meant production is winning. was like three times. You talking about winning. A championship. But we also but we also said production just winning a championship. I just want to make sure. Would you call which production is winning a championship? Would you classify him as a winner? No, he's So production to you production is winning a championship. Absolutely. Then we view it differently. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I've not never there. viewed production. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. What I don't do, Mars, is I'm not going to view production as solely winning a championship. But what I'm, what I'm also going to do is, when you're talking about a guy who is better at basketball, who, when he gets in bigger stages and gets in in bigger spots, doesn't produce. Yeah, that's, that's not Steve Nash. That's, for, that's not Steve Nash. Steve that's why Nash I have a difficult. That, that, yes, that's, that's why I have a difficult produce. time. And and I'm not. And I'm not. Purpose in Steve Nash. That's why I have a difficult time with it solely being about you being good at basketball. Yeah, because well, I've seen guys. I feel about who, DeMar DeRozan. I so do. I value I the playoffs do. and how you because DeMar DeRozan play. is really good at basketball. Yes, yeah, so you know you I, I value how yeah. you play in the playoffs. It has to translate. Right. And I care about that. So these players who I call very good, it yeah. translates in the playoffs. Whether or not they win or lose, maybe they haven't had the best team. Maybe they got unfortunate, and I can see that and be like, "Well, you're still very good. You're still like Kevin Garnett." Like, I always go to Kevin Garnett because he never had the situation to win in Minnesota. I still see he was year. clear. He was still clearly an all-time great player playing at an all-time great level. And I'm not going to say, well, clearly he didn't produce and he's not as good as someone else who did win because he never had the opportunity. Like, me personally, I'm like, well, Kevin Garnett's just better than these people. I didn't need to see him win in Minnesota to prove that. I just, I could see he was just better than them. But, but like, I, I think that's the problem because, again, like, People saying, well, well, player A averaged 18 points, player B averaged <laughs> 19 points. These players are comparable. The context of how you got that 18, the way you got that 18, the responsibility that you had for your team on both ends of the floor matters. And to me, like, I'm sorry, but KG and Bosh, if you're making a comparison, you go to team success because on the court, KG is better. And, like, it's not that hard of a conversation to just have yeah i don't even know why this is at all and then you talk about the success because you're trying to paint a narrative to say okay well this player is better because he had more success and that's not how basketball works to me there's a fine balance between these two ideologies mm. i think personally just real quick like there's only really like a couple of rare plays in NBA history that have, that that production is so high and so impactful that they literally raise their team to places that they were not meant to go and, and, and produce winning when, when it wasn't expected. So that's it's like a hard thing to put on the play if they don't win and they're still producing at a high level and they're all not NBA. That's win. different. Even a Hall of Famer might be able to still produce but not put his team over the top like a Tracy McGrady. But a guy like an all-time great like a LeBron James, for example, can do that and raise teams to a certain level. And even then, people go and say it was a weak Eastern Conference and, you know, he, he did this and that. But there's only certain players that have ever done that, right? And so 
It's tough to put winning you know, on, on it, Ron, when you talk about production. Yeah, but uh, Africa, not, when, 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 I, when I talk well, about that, I'm talking about the players that are in this upper echelon. Like, usually when we get to talking about things like this and production and all of that, we're usually talking about top 25, top 20 type of players. So when, I, when, when you narrow those guys down, obviously they all pass the eye test. We're talking about top 25 players all time. They all obviously had game. They all obviously were superior and at one point were – one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best player. So when you get to those guys, now you have to start differentiating those guys. And what differentiates it to me is, is the impact on winning, not exactly. winning, but the impact. No, you had no, on no, you can't impact winning without winning. You can't impact winning without winning. I impact winning like, when you lose the game by 20. That doesn't make sense. You, you can't what? impact winning without winning. I, I, yes, you I, I can. That far. Ah, man. You're trolling, man. He's trolling. It's trolling, man. Guys, you can impact winning without winning. You know that, right? Shout out to LeBron James in the finals, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron James in the finals, bro. No, but you impacted that team when you were on the floor to compete and to win based off what you did. You can't. I'm just trolling. You can't. They lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's rolling <laughs> Ryan. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I, I was just trolling. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trolling. I was just. You, I, guys, I was just score, you guys are score. Think how you impact on winning and don't win. <laughs> well, wait a minute, Mars. You can impact winning and don't win the championship, but we did get here. Mm. And it's not like that doesn't mean that I didn't impact us getting here. Add that to the fact that because we lost, how did we lose, Mars? For example, how about the '98 Bulls? So when they lose, so when they beat the Utah Jazz in a dogfight, I mean, I'd like to think that John Stockton and Malone impacted them getting there. They did lose, but the mm. fact that they, these two guys did impact them getting there. Jeff Hornacek impacted that team getting to the NBA Finals, going deep into the playoffs. Yeah, yes, they, they did they, lose. They, they yes, impacted they winning lose. in the Western Conference, and then they got right. to the Finals. And the That's the point, Mars, and, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that part up. They impacted them winning to get to game six. It's not like they got mopped out of the playoffs. Yeah, I remember they had a game where they scored 50 points. Yeah, that could. Can, can you impact winning and lose in the second round of the playoffs? Can you do that? I, th I think yes. you can. I think yes. you can. Yeah. You can impact winning and lose. I, just, I, just, can you, I just feel can like you impact winning and miss the playoffs. Mm. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I just well, feel well, like the context of like you guys, the, the you guys are crazy right now. Bro. <laughs> so are you saying that what what James was doing when he first got to Cleveland when they won fifteen games and that fifteen games went to I think thirty five games and that thirty five mm. games went to 40, 42 games that wasn't impacting winning even though they didn't make the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Mm. No, it's not Trolling. irrelevant because he trolling, he trolling, he trolling, he trolling, he trolling, yeah, trolling, heavy, trolling. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just, that I'm I just uh, this doesn't make sense. According, according to Ron, though, like like not winning, though. According to Ron, I think not winning. Not I, don't get me wrong, Young Africa. The, the the ultimate goal is to win the NBA championship. That's the you ultimate know. goal, correct? Yeah. But getting to the NBA championship, I'm impacting my team getting there. Whether we lose in the first round, I did have an impact on us getting to the playoffs. Whether we lose in the second round, I did have an impact on us getting to the playoffs and losing in a dogfight series in seven games. I did, did have an impact. Did Jalen Green impact winning this year? How many how many games did y'all win last year? Yes, yes, he did, Mars. You know why? Because y'all won 22 games. Y'all didn't go 0 mm -hmm. and 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is, there, is there a minimum of winning that you have to, to be so able when, to when, when the six when the Sixers won 10 games in 2016? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they about. were, I think they were ten and seventy-two. I just think um, there's levels. Did Nerlens Noel impact, impact winning? 
Oh, he didn't, okay. He did in fact. Okay. Those 10 wins, he did. Ron saved us, man. He, he did have something to do with those 10 wins that they had. They, he also go. had something to do with those those 72 losses that they had, too. But he did have something to do with those 10 <laughs> wins that they had. Yes. Okay. okay. I, I see. I see. Teddy Hart with the Super mm -hmm. Chat. So what do you think Magic's career would have looked like if he didn't end up on the one team that actually let him play PG? If he was forced to play the three or four like most coaches would have done, does he go down as a top five all most time? Most coaches would have done. That's, so most coaches are, are just disregarding all of his strengths and saying, yo, right. go off ball. Well, what are we talking about? Uh, well, I, well, I mean, Paul Westhead tried to play him at the four. Magic got him fired and requested a And I'm 100 so yes, he got fired. Yeah, so Magic, fired. Magic knew that it wasn't going to go well for him if he had to Right. Play. Imagine got fired. Fired. Do you, do, could, could, uh, could Magic have been a, a good point forward, though, stretch forward, like – Play, yeah, yeah, play yeah, with like the guard and, and then yeah. you know still still kind of still kind of get the ball, still catch, like catch the ball in the, but yeah but I'm saying like so in the in the half court set maybe still catch the ball like in the high post and work from there you know uh, things like that and then when he gets the rebound still push the break you know like I think I think, still, I think he would I think he, I think he still would have dominated he still he still I don't know how many coaches would have really used him as those questions make me nuts when I hear them the reason why they make me nuts is because it. It just sounds crazy. Like, you know, what happens if the 49ers would have put Joe Montana at wide receiver? You think he'd be a great player in the end? What the hell? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you talking yeah, about, because, man? Yeah, because he said, as most most coaches would, which would mean, like, um, they would see the talent that Magic Johnson has coming out of college, being a ball handler. And I'm a league guard. Play off the ball. I'm not playing play the four. Three and four. Give me basketball. Um, uh, unless he's playing like LeBron James and, and you're playing the three, but you're really still the primary ball handler. Um, He's not going to be the same guy that we see him as because his strengths are not going to be fully maximized. So. Right. What what was what position did he play at Michigan State? Like the league guard. All right. So why would you all? Let's get off this goofy logic. Stop playing. If he went, my, if he got drafted in nineteen, if he got drafted in nineteen seventy nine by the Utah Jazz, give him the basketball. Big. If he get got drafted by the Knicks in nineteen seventy nine, give him the ball. Stop acting like yo. Okay, we're gonna move him to the four. Even though they did, when I'm if I'm not mistaken, the year that he played at Michigan State when he played the league guard, how'd that season end up for them? They won the national championship with him at the league guard. So if he right. comes into the NBA, what we're going to do, Mars, we're going to move him to the five. <laughs> That's what we're going to hey, do. Man. Come you on, gonna man. Do what you're going to do, man. You're going to do what Stuff do, sounds man. nuts, yo. You sound crazy. Uh, Teddy Hart, um, he has another super chat. This one is just not regarding Magic Johnson. He said, should there be a significant pay incentive for Team USA players? They are risking injuries, which directly affects their quote-unquote day jobs. Do you feel like their honor of repping USA is payment enough in itself? They get paid. Well, these these brothers not getting paid. They get paid. They get paid. They're not doing it for free. That would be sleeping. Okay, I was about to say. They get paid. Yeah, it's not free at all. like the Greek national team, just like the Slovenian national team. Everybody getting paid. Are we really concerned with guys making hundreds of millions of dollars and if they're getting paid enough, man? This is kind of wild. Yeah, well, I mean, still, yeah, yeah. It's not even so much about getting as much money as you can. It's not about being greedy. It's about it's about being compensated for your time. If I'm if I'm playing, you, you pay me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with them getting paid. Like, no, it's not enough to be representing. It's not because if I get hurt, then I can't feed my family playing in the NBA no more. So yeah, you gotta you gotta pay me. D got it made. Said is Jimmy Butler more impactful to winning than Kevin Durant, despite being the less talented mm. player? Kevin Durant's mm. been in four finals. Jimmy Butler's been in two. But who impacts winning more? 
Kevin Durant has two rings. <laughs> he's impacts winning more. The answer is clear. Kevin Durant's one, so clearly no, he's impacted winning more. Like, is this many a career people, thing you're doing? Many people say exactly Jimmy Butler takes a, a untalented yeah, exactly Kevin Durant, Durant has won two championships. He's clearly yeah, he Kevin Durant Durant and been to the finals three times, by the way. And been to the finals. Yeah, you gotta weigh the talent, you gotta weigh the coaches. Okay, but listen, if you're weighing impact, if you go back to like I ain't gonna do that. Either you produced or you didn't produce. I mean, Kevin Durant produced. I don't know what I'm saying. No, 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 we can't do that. No, 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 we can't do that. Who are y'all talking about? The impact that Jimmy Butler has had on Miami since he got there in terms of taking his team to multiple finals deep in the playoffs, it outweighs the impact of Kevin Durant on the Golden State Warriors, bro. Straight up, it outweighs that. So my impact on winning. Wow, three finals games. It ain't about the wins and losses like you said, Mars. It's about the impact, right? Just don't <laughs> what, what are we trying to impact? Wins and losses. So he's failing. Uh you can you can still lose and have a high level impact. More impact than a team that, that a player on a, on a team that won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because roles are different, right? On even winning teams. Not, roles are different. Not so. top tier the most impactful player on the winning team. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. I might not be the most impactful player on the losing team. Well, well, it might not be top tier, you're right. Bottom shelf. <laughs> bottom shelf. <laughs> you can't be more, you can't be more impactful than the, than the winning team when you lost. No. The most impactful player on a winning team can still have less impact than the than the most impactful guy on a losing team. See, that's an interesting no, he conversation, lost. Mark. He lost. Huh? He Africa, lost. Africa, you are 100 percent right, Africa. It we fact. understand what we knows. understand what you're saying. He's 1000 percent incorrect. With that being said, though, I, I want to go around the room and I want everybody to tell me who do you believe is more impactful for winning? You put them on the same roster. Uh, you have Jimmy Butler. You got Kevin Durant. Who's who's going to be more impactful to winning? Which team's going to win more? Uh, Gifted, we'll start with you. This is a career thing, KD. That, that's you know he he's he's impacted his uh, spots more. Um, even though he might have flaws as a player, the sheer output in terms of his skill set and the way that he he impacts offense and defense, um, he raises that play for you more consistently based on his career and what he's been able to do, especially at his peak, um, more than Jimmy for me. Okay, chill. Who you got? KD also. As good as Jimmy Butler was and yeah. as, as, as impactful, quote-unquote, as he was as a winner. I mean, that thing could have went the other way in Golden State. It's not like he jumped on a good team and – they they didn't win. Like they could have they, they, they he could have he could have derailed that whole thing, but instead they kept rolling and they ended up they ended up winning. So and he was also winning when he was in he didn't win the NBA championship, but they he were making deep, in yeah, they yeah. were making deep playoff runs in Oklahoma City. So he was absolutely doing that. So I have to say KD. Young Africa. Um, yeah, at their best, you would have to say KD, but I would say right now, I, I would give uh the two-way impact to Jimmy Butler. Um more, more, more impact on winning straight up right now and at this point in their careers. Okay, Ox. I would say in their most, um, in their most successful seasons. So if I were to go off the two championships that KD has and the two times that Jimmy went to the finals, um, I would ju judge off of those two seasons. Who had their fingerprints all all over and more? Who had their footprint on and more? I would say Jimmy Butler had more of an impact on his team than Kevin Durant did on his team. Ox, did the Golden State Warriors beat Cleveland if KD ain't on that roster? Um, I, can't oh, yeah, it, I, I, I can't call it. <laughs> I, probably, probably not. Probably not. 
but they did beat them, and the reason why they beat them well, I, primarily I, I, I think they, get, I, I, they swept them though. You know, they they, yeah, they swept, swept them. Swept I, don't them think, I don't think the, I saw the first they, year they beat them in five, and then the next year they swept them. Yeah, so I mean, with that being said, without without KD, they they either they either winning seven, winning win, you know might be the the one they swept it without KD, they might win in seven, or you know what I'm saying, you know, KD don't win. get on that. I still, I still think it's not. I still, I still think, I still think, I still think that me. team. I still think that team. Um, the 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 Warriors. I still think they're closer without KD than Miami is without Jimmy. Like like just to just to the level of the level of uh, success that each team had. Yeah. Without okay. without Jim without Jimmy, those those Heat teams might not even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they you know what I'm saying without playoffs, without yeah. without without KD. Those teams, those teams are still Western, you know, Western Conference Finals teams. So right. I think, I think, I think Jimmy had more impact on his teams than KD did on his. If that's, if that's hey. the question, if that's the question I'm being asked, then yes, I think Jimmy had more Im- impact. If you're asking mm-hmm. me who's better, Kevin Durant or Jimmy Butler, you can, uh, you got KD. Yeah, chill. The idea that 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 go, the KD was the thing that put him over the top to beat the Cavaliers was not the case. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of players in that position that are all NBA level players would have helped the Warriors beat the Cavaliers in the finals as well. So it's not just KD. He obviously helped, but you didn't need that type well, of player to beat the Cavaliers. You just needed Harrison Barnes to not be a terrorist. That would be fact. nice. Fact. That would be nice fact. if he could have not been a terrorist in those finals. He made him unbeatable. That's one of the greatest teams of all time, like straight up. Does Jimmy Butler make that team unbeatable? On uh, they still, He helped they still unbeatable. I would say they win with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they beat the Cavs. I don't know about unbeatable, but they win. Yeah, yeah, they they, they still won both of those championships if they have yeah. Jimmy Butler. But they beatable. I think yeah, they're, yeah, beatable they're beatable for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're beatable. Uh, That's only because it's prime LeBron James. I don't know. So if we so so if we took so like you like you said they didn't, they may not have needed Kevin Durant to push them over the top. They just needed a, just another. So if they had DeAndre Jordan on that crew, you think they would have beat them? DeAndre Jordan, uh, that's not how they play basketball. Yeah. I would say like Paul George or something. Yeah, the reason why I'm saying that, the reason why I'm bringing him up, is if they had prime Andre, if, if they had prime Andre Iguodala, they win. Oh my God, hmm. prime Andre would be crazy. Yeah, Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, so because I'm thinking, because I'm thinking about an All NBA performer like you just mentioned, yeah, um, Young Africa. So. I mean, with with Demar Derozan, if they had him on that crew, would they have? No. Would they have won it? L loss. No, they they, oh, they they win both of those championships. That Utah next, Jazz next team, team. Oh, boy, that Rockets team was crazy, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all doing way too much trying to discredit Demar Derozan. It's gone too far, bro. No, he's I'm not trying to discredit him. I was, I, I, I asked this. I'm only thinking about still, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm talking to Gifted and more specifically. I'm talking to Mars. More specifically, that defense is bad, bro. That defense is bad. Y'all are going too damn Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, chill. Why, why'd you say DeAndre Jordan not I like the Marcus Cousins or somebody like that? Like that would well, have been because, a Well, the reason why is because you brought up an All NBA performer, and DeAndre Jordan he was, was an he All. Was, he yeah. was an All NBA. But chill, the problem with you bringing up DeAndre Jordan though era. is he can be all, all NBA all he wants, but in terms mm-hmm. of how the Warriors play basketball, does he fit mm-hmm. that the same way? Like, like I don't that. think 
that KD needed to be there for them to win. But having a wing that can knock down shots and play defense was pretty much right. the archetype. And KD just literally took that out of the park because it's Kevin Durant. Well, he took out he he KD replaced where they and quite literally Mars, yeah. he took a, he 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 replaced where they were deficient. They yeah. needed a wing score that could knock down a sh- an open shot and keep the defense honest. Harrison Barnes couldn't do that in the NBA finals. No, he could not. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm replaced, there's nobody that's saying no <laughs> to replacing Harrison Barnes of with Kevin not. Durant. Nobody not, say, no. nobody's yeah. saying that. But I'm not the, the thing that I'm thinking about is you're not just throwing anybody on that unit and they win it. Right. In, in terms of an all NBA performer, that's not mm-hmm. gonna happen. Now well, you have to throw the right guy on that. I, I think they could have run one. Are we all true. under the impression though that that team wouldn't win with DeAndre Jordan? I'm not gonna say they wouldn't win. That's ludicrous. I think DeAndre Jordan absolutely makes that team better. Well, he gives them a rim protector that they didn't have. Yeah, get to speed the game up. Right, he gives them a rim. The defense gets even better. Draymond, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Yep. Those are four of the top defenders in the NBA or in Kerr's system. So we don't have to talk about defense. The, the defense would be definitely better, absolutely. And then you right. got a guy who's a lob threat. Curry lives in the paint. Draymond is amazing at throwing lobs. You got yeah. a guy that they're gonna get in the paint and just throw lobs to all day. On top mm-hmm. of that, offensive rebounds. It's a lot, it's a lot of threes that second go up. Chance right? points. Yeah, yeah. Second chance, yeah. second chance sure. points. If you guys mm-hmm. tell me that he wouldn't do a better job than any center that they've had. Then no, I, ain't nobody let's, saying let's, that. Ain't nobody saying that. Ain't nobody saying that. If, if we take him off the, if we take him off the, if we put DeAndre Jordan in and take Andrew Bogut off, do they still win it? No, no, oh, oh, yeah. no. no. Although technically in 2015, Andrew Bogut, I think kind of hurt. Yeah, yeah, hurt, hurt a little bit. bit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You it's, know, it's, 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 I just want to see. I just want to see what you're saying. Are you saying that? Uh, Andrew Ball gets better than DeAndre Jordan at that no, time. No, and, 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 mm-hmm. Andrew, no. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Berger, it's all a 50-50 yeah, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Berger's passing and screen saying. I mean, right. the passes, the off-ball screens, understanding where to find these guys, how to give them the ball in the right I, I, spots. I mean, like those are the things I'm looking at. And my mm-hmm. thing, Juan, is I'm thinking about okay, the best team they played with Kevin Durant was 27. No, sorry, 2018 Houston Rockets. And I'm thinking DeAndre Jordan isolated on the perimeter from James Harden for 48 minutes. Who was their center at that time? Uh, the Rocket Center? I think it was Capella. Capella. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Who was the Warrior Center that was isolated Dray- for 48 minutes? Draymond. Yeah, they're going small ball. ball. Draymond was yeah, playing a five. Okay. Yeah, well, they'd, so they'd run, they'd run Draymond. Case, he, Draymond's he, still going to be at the five. He, he, Steph. Wasn't that called the death? Wasn't that called the death lineup? What, what was that? The the was yeah. It was uh, Steph, Andre, yeah. Clay. Uh, how am I on the? Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't, I don't get why we hyping Bogut up as the as the Steph, five. Like he, Clay, he, he didn't Andre, play that much Draymond, in the and in yeah, the 2015 yeah. he got benched, and in 2016 he got hurt. Yeah. But in 2016 he was actually very valuable because yeah, the protection needed. 2015 was a bit of a different series because the Cavs had really no spacing anyway. It's just so true. you could you could afford to have Draymond roaming around and not have to play as big. Which was also so, an adjustment for which was also an adjustment for Steve Kerr because yeah. he saw that the Russian ended up canceling out Bogut. So he ended up going small and knowing that the Russian couldn't cover him, couldn't mm-hmm. cover anybody on, on in terms of the perimeter. So now the Cavs had to go small, which that didn't help their bench because they weren't deep at all. They weren't that deep in 2015. So the, the, the Russian is Moscow. That's hilarious. Mozgov the Russian. He's not he's not in the league no more, right? 
No, nah. he ain't been in the league in a minute. Uh, I think he was lost. Even, he, 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 even though I know it sounds crazy, Jordan paid him, I think, $30 million. No, nah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he, he did. did. Yes, wow. he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jordan did. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Track guy with the super chat said, So I got a membership today just for y'all to run ticket up out of here. Man, y'all got to stop being <laughs> soft. He left. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Ticket had free will. He chose to leave. He chose to leave. That's on him. Y'all two are so, I don't cry about it. Yo, Bob, are these two tickets worth enemy or is he's it, two is right these, here? Crazy, or, or is it Shiloh and <laughs> I just said Shiloh he had free will and chose what to leave. Right? What did it's we do? It's these two. They 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 definitely they definitely like. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. They like the ruffians. They like the ruffians. Some house party. It's not my fault that Ticket can't handle the heat, bro. He calls me out of my name all type of shit, and I don't care because I'm not soft. If you want to, Mars, 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 like the one that was Mars, like the one that was that was doing the punching. <laughs> and gifted and gifted is the one talking about kick his fucking ass. <laughs> hey, so so look, 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 the the all the all defensive team for ticket. We got Mars, gifted, Shiloh, yes, Africa, you're in there too. And then Damn. uh yeah, I, I guess we gotta throw beast move on there too, just because they've had some back and forths. And then coaching, we're gonna put FYF as the coach. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny as shit. That's the mean squad. I'm gonna have to shout out to Ticket, man. It's just gonna, it's just gonna be him and dude, all five yeah. of them. Shout out to Ticket. The spot on the side five is crazy with how they be hitting Ticket, but I guess zero just vibing said, "Where's the PC content?" We ain't we ain't recording a PC weekend content. I don't even expect the P, the PC weekend was the live stream and then the yeah, that, the yeah. couple the couple of clips of us playing basketball. That yeah, I don't, I don't know. What you guys yeah, you doing. missed that, buddy. That, that was already there. Yeah, the, P, the PC uh, weekend content is already out. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're asking for. Is it what? Yeah, the live yeah, stream. yeah. That that live okay. that li- that live stream we did two live streams. Okay. okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. The, the the main like the the um mm-hmm. the main the main objective for PC Weekend was uh Dub versus Bama one on one. If y'all saw right. that, that was the highlight of PC Weekend. So yeah, that's why I was on like three different platforms. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I mean the TikTok lives as well. Hey, stop complaining. Man, we was putting in that work, man. Huh? We did the whole weekend. We did from start to finish. We were serious. We wasn't playing. Yeah, but on that note, content may be coming soon. May not be. You never know. Until hey. then, you got the live streams. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ron, um, how many teams are we going to be talking about in terms of their championship window? Right here, I have, I have six teams. Okay. okay. One of them best be Houston. Okay. YSN Money said top five enforcers and top five players to never win a finals MVP. Top five and well, top five players to never win the finals MVP would just be players with no rings, right? Yes, mm, that's what it sounds like. What about what about what about D Oh, he got one. My bad. My bad. Oh, six. Oh, six. Oh, six. My bad. My bad. And if your team and the majority of the time, the, I guess you put the, Garnett on there. Oh, shit. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. <laughs> that's because the finals MVP wasn't. Hey, he, he had he had one chance to win it. it existed in '69. He ain't win it. So oh, that's, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's because, that, that's, because 
Yeah, that's because they screwed up. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But he was eligible for a finals MVP. Yes, he won was. the championship, never won one. So he's one of the best players to never win one. Yeah. I mean, if we if we're doing it that cut and dry, sure, I understand. Okay. There, there's no, there's really, there's a lot more context oh, yeah. to it than that. Oh, we're talking about Bill players Russell, that were Kevin in the finals. Hilarious. In the finals and didn't win it. Are we talking about players that Bill were in Russell. the finals? I think that's the best mm-hmm. way to do it. It's just Bill Russell, Kevin Garnett, Oscar Robinson. Um, yeah, like uh, Anthony Davis, uh, he was in the finals and didn't win it. You know, he was close. I guess. It's got to. It's got to. It might be Anthony Davis based on how how well he played that yeah. time. And he was a top three player in the world, and he was really good in the playoffs. Malone. Most no, 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 no we, we doing. I, 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 I thought we was doing. It's got. It's got to be players that won a ring, though, right? No. Oh. I didn't think. Yeah, so. M- M- Moses Malone won a Finals MVP. But... Yeah, like Dr. J, he never he, did. He win a Finals MVP? I don't think. Yeah. He did. No, he didn't. How about Doc? Yeah. I don't think yeah, he did. He nope. He Moses won it that year. Oh, Heavily Manu, deserved as well. Manu should have. Manu should have got one. Manu should have won. Facts. I think we gave five names. That should be sufficient. All right, fellas. Uh, last super chat I'm gonna read before we get into this next segment from Teddy Hardy. Said FIBA championships should be the only time we can truly call a team world champs. By the way, don't forget my other super chat. We read your super chats. World champions. Yeah. Thanks, Teddy. Technically, the best NBA team is the best team in the world, right? Uh, until they prove it. Not really. Until they. <laughs> they gotta beat the London Lions first. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then technically Team USA is the best uh, team in the world, right? Every, every that's time. why. That's why you call the international team the world champs. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so right, wouldn't, the, the, wouldn't the NBA champ be the world champ, considering it's the best league on the planet? No, nah, because think, it think, pre- unless you play the other teams from the other leagues, no, you're just the best yeah. in that one league. Champions League, yeah. Well, yeah, technically, so like, Team USA would beat the Denver Nuggets, right? Like technically, well, not even Team USA. So. Who 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 won the who won the Euro League last year? Uh, it was Real Madrid. So Real Madrid plays the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, we have to see it to see who's the better team. I got my money. On <laughs> Give me Denver. You, you, you got your money on who, Ron? We have to see it. Wow. Hey, is Real Madrid, 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 Madrid or anything like they are in football, I got the Real Madrid winning easily. El Chacho. Hey, hey, nah, Morris, what's that? What's that other team y'all question, got over there? Come on, you know, like, you know, watch it. I just want to make sure I was. Y'all got a team like the like a that's like a fox or something? Like, not foxes. I don't know. I think I thought their mascot's like a fox or something in England somewhere. I don't know. Don't worry about it, Morris. Don't be <laughs> talking about basketball right. team in England. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about. It. Don't worry about it. All right, fellas. Well, I got some teams for you guys, and I need you to let me know how long do you think that their championship window will last? How long will this team legitimately be able to compete for a championship? Or do they even have a championship window in your eyes? First team we're going to start with is none other than the Philadelphia 76ers. Cooked. Who's going first, Ron? You asking us all? We just jump in there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm ask everybody. I want to start with Young Africa. Young Africa, how long does this team have a championship window, or do they mm. have a championship window? 
Look, I, I was high on Philly to start the season. I thought that they, you know, had a good chance to go to the finals. I think this window is closing, that there's a little bit of space left, you know, for the light to shine through the window. It's kind of like a quarter open. And I think that um, this is the season. This is the last season. If James Harden stays on the team, this is the last season for them to potentially get it done. And if they don't get it done, that, that window is closed. Deal. Don't you have to get to the championship to be a championship <laughs> contender first? I mean, so um, Philadelphia, they haven't no. even proven that they could get to the conference finals. So the idea of that championship window closing, I don't even think it's open. Potential. You can't have potential I, and just unrealized potential, Chip. You can't have it. Not not in this particular situation. No. Uh -uh. You have to you have to at least you have to at least get to the fight. You have to at least get to the conference finals. And then we can have a conversation about you being a championship contender. The Philadelphia 76ers right now are a playoff contender. That's it. Mm. Playoff no championship window for the Damn. Sixers, according to Chill. Mars. How long is that? Until Embiid leaves. Until Embiid leaves. Okay. Ox. Long um, my granny used to have this window. She used to be like, can you, can you crack can you crack that window open a little bit? You get a little get a little breeze in here. You know, um, it gets real hot in the summertime, but just got a good breeze from the rivers and whatnot. She's mm -hmm. like, can you crack that window for me? I used to try to, but the window, you know, opening, I couldn't, it was just one of those windows that you could barely, it's old raggedy ass window. Mm, yeah, the about, about this yeah. much. Was, was you trying to open it, Bob? Was you trying was to open try it? I was trying my hardest, but the window, <laughs> it, that, that looks like the Philadelphia 76ers, um, franchise that window was never really open that pro that process all they did was just crack it let a little breeze in come in ben ben uh ben simmons had a mental breakdown this window was shut mm. closed sealed really? to never be oh. reopened again wow. that, that wd-40 wasn't working <laughs> okay okay <laughs> gifted what do you feel about the 76ers in a championship window yeah, that shit cooked. Um, I think for years and years wow. and years, uh, they have been a team that people expect to do something. And I think year in and year out, they always go out in the same round. I do want to say James Harden this year was really good during the regular season. I feel like he maximized Joel Embiid scoring at a high level. But ultimately, it's not on James Harden. It's on Joel Embiid for me. Because year in, year out, he's shown that he cannot go two rounds in the playoffs fully healthy. There's always something wrong with him. And even when he is healthy this year versus the Brooklyn Nets, when he was healthy, it was not impressive basketball being played. They won, obviously. They were the better team. But even then, he, he didn't have, like, a dominant performance. And time and time again, when they literally are in a game six with five minutes left to go to go to the next round and beat that Celtics team, Joel Embiid could not get a basket. His excuse was, I couldn't get the basketball. How about you, you know, be the MVP and actually find a way to get it. I, I just don't think the roster build around him as well is potent enough. Like people haven't talked about what they've done this off season. They let go of good players and they're getting older and be again, continues to get older. I just don't really see it. They fired their head coach. Nick nurses is, is a great coach. Like he's, he's good, but where are the pieces to really maximize that team? Right. I just right. don't see them over any of like the top teams in the East. Me personally, I think it's Cook, and I think B will be asking out yeah. in two years. That's yeah. me. Why, why would you let go of McDaniel's and, and then go sign like Patrick Beverly? That's that's kind of weird, bro. From the Philadelphia Seventy Six, because that because that McDaniel's brother is not as good as he's not as good as the other one. 
That is true. He's still he's not better than Patrick Beverly, though. But he's also better than Patrick Beverly, sadly. Yeah, he's better than Beverly brings the intangibles, Uh, the mindset, (laughs) the winning impact. Right. Uh, The same intangibles that LA traded to make it to the conference finals. I agree with Mm. you. Yeah. That's different different because they traded many other people, not just Patrick Beverly. Too much of Philadelphia's success is predicated on Tobias Harris. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Tobias. I like Toby. You know, he 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 he's he's a, he's a hell of a player, but he's just not. He's mm-hmm. not. What what season was was that? The year in Detroit or the year with the Clippers? He had that season. It was the Clippers. He, the Clippers. Yeah. He's not. He's not gonna. That's not Tobias Harris. But he's the fourth option though. What? He's Mars, the fourth option on Philly. Like, Mars, don't do this, Mars. I'm but not he trying is. to get involved. He, 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 he got time averaging 20. I'm not, I'm not gonna get involved with you, Mars. He's not better than Andrew Wiggins, and we know he's not. Yeah, he's not. But with that, with that being with that being said, though Tobias isn't going to be the the guy to put him over the hump. He's he's inconsistent. He's a good player, though. I like Tobias, but he's hey, hey come on. He's, uh, he's where's a, a fourth option? Where's a fourth option in the NBA that's consistent that that puts you over the top? I don't know how we're putting it on Tobias Harris. I, I think it's on well because NBA. The, the, the I think thing it's is on Tobias, coaching. I think it's on system. But if Tobias is going to be the fourth option, it's too many times where Tobias has to be. The 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 guys, it's too many times where they need Tobias to come and give us come and give him 25, 26. Why? Because Joel Embiid can't get the ball because I guess Marcus Smarts is too good or front in the post. I don't know. I don't know what's, uh, what's nah, the that's, a fact. that's you know another what fact. So what's, yeah. what's the deal? There's too, many, there's too many times where, where Ben Simmons is I'm, I'm, I'm going back in the past. There's too many times where Ben Simmons couldn't score, couldn't score the ball. He was afraid to shoot. So Tobias has to be the second option of scoring. It's too many times where James Harden would have 42 last night and didn't have zero points in the fourth quarter. So yeah, Tobias is supposed to be the fourth quarter, but it's too many times fourth option, I'm sorry, but too many times where he has to be the first option. Too many times where he has to be the second option. And Tobias Harris cannot do that. With but all due respect you... to Tobias Harris. Yeah, okay, so 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 like I agree with those points, but but can't you say that him having to, to elevate his play beyond a fourth option is the problem of the first and second options not performing at their levels. It's everybody's problem. Uh, it's it's everybody's uh, problem. It's the, it's yeah. the first. It's there. It's 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 the it's the first player. Uh, it's Joel Embiid's pro- problem because he's letting the guy. He's yeah. letting the, he's letting the guy that's six one six two not let him get the ball in the post. Um, I, obviously harping on that. It wasn't just Marcus Smart. I know I'm exaggerating it, but he's he's not. He's saying he can't. Nah, he did do that though. But then yeah. why can't you get the Marcus ball? Smart is six why can't you? Why can't you? Why can't you post that big? Why can't, why can't you hit somebody? Dang, give give me a target time. and catch the ball in the mid block and go and go to work. Why can't you do that? So if he can't do it now, Tobias has to be the se- first second option, and Tobias not not him. So yeah, it's his. It's everybody's problem. Uh, yeah, yeah it's the not him. Uh, Definitely not him. They tried to trade him and they couldn't because because his value is not that high. But but like this team just does not have what they like to me t- to win a championship. You have to have versatility, a true number one option who can bend defenses, and you have to have some semblance of depth and a solid enough playoff rotation. And then at the end of it, some level of continuity. And we have no idea what the roster is even going to look like. With James Harden wanting out, so mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see it personally. J dot J dot spitting in the chat right now. Trusting the process was just a tactic by the Sixers to get Philly fans to praise losing. Mm. I, I, hey, I we got people Philly praising got... losing up here, so I guess no, that's yeah. that's like that's psychological <laughs> war. That's psychological warfare. Yeah, if I ever yeah. seen it, 
All right, fellas, let's let's move Wait, on to the, the next Kool-Aid. franchise that may or may not be praising winning. Um, we're gonna actually go right up the street to New England, the Boston oh. Celtics. Hmm. How long Oof. is their championship window? Africa, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, I personally think uh, after resigning Jalen Brown, um, for the duration of that contract, as long as they keep that core together, Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum, Porzingis, even. Um, the younger players on that roster too. I think they got many years, four years, possibly even five years. I think that's the type of situation where you don't, um, you're you're not impatient with that situation. They've had a lot of success early in their career. They they once they figure it out and once they are that team that understands how to be more balanced and not be so um, reliant on your best players, um, they will be a championship team. So, um, yeah, four years, five years. The duration of Jalen Brown's contract, I would say, pretty much. All right, chill. What do you think about uh, the championship window up there in Boston? I think they were in the NBA Finals last year if Jason Tatum doesn't get hurt. I think they came in there ready to kick Miami's ass last night. The momentum was the momentum was back on their side. They had come back from being down 3-0. When Jason Tatum got hurt, that just sucked all the energy out of, out of the building. And that team had been in the NBA Finals the year before that. They're right on the doorstep. You need a lot of stuff to go your way in order to win the NBA championship. But I do think that they have the pieces with Robbie Williams, who I've been watching. And I'm not a big fan of guys because I've seen Ben Simmons working on his game in the summertime and it didn't correlate to the to the league. But I've actually been watching Robbie Williams in the summertime and he's been working on his pick and pop game. He's been working on his mid range game. So maybe that's something that he can add to his offense with the Boston Celtics. And if he could do that, that's going to make them even better. I think that their championship is, I think their championship window is open wide. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Mars, Boston, championship window. Six years. Sounds about right. Six years. Um, Logic being, just real quick, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is already a championship window. I think they can make deep postseason runs, make the finals, win a ring. And I also believe if they do want to move off Jalen Brown, he has enough trade value to where they can get back pieces that would keep their championship window open for the foreseeable future. Jason Tatum's mm-hmm. prime, I think he's at, what, 24, 25? So, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go six years for Boston's championship window. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ox, what you thinking? Um, not only are the Celtics going to win the championship this year, but they are also going to control the NBA for the next five seasons. The next five, <laughs> the next, the next five, six seasons belong to the Boston Celtics. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win all those championships, but the next five, six years belong to Boston for sure. So their, but their championship window could be as long as seven, eight years. Honestly. So in the Eastern Conference, Ma, Big Ox, what you're telling me is that in the next five years, the road to the NBA championship goes through Boston. Oh yeah, you gotta go. It's it's cold to sit up there in the wintertime. You gotta go okay. up there if you, if you if you want the East, you gotta get up there and go get it because you, you gotta go it's, to Boston. The Boston, uh-huh. it's, it's Boston. Especially especially these next three seasons. These next three seasons are gonna be treacherous. Um, like I said earlier, I think Giannis is coming out like a terrorist this year, but they don't got what it takes to be Boston. Philly doesn't got what it takes to be Boston. Uh, even if Dan goes to Miami, they don't. They're probably not gonna be Boston. Um, yeah. It's it's their it's their it's their league for the next five six man. Okay, uh, gifted. Do you agree with anybody up here? Do you have a different stance? Uh, this might be different. Um, I think super maxing Jalen Brown and 
eventually having Supermax Tatum puts them in a tough spot because you then have two players making up 75, sorry, 70% of the cap, 35% each per player. And I think it puts more pressure on them to win right now because their roster of good players with White, Horford, maybe Porzingis right now, like is predicated on them not having those contracts in place. But once two or three years pass and then you have Jalen Brown making nearly $70 million and Tatum making more than him, you're not going to have the surplus of talented players there. Mm-hmm. And the younger teams in the East who might not be relevant now, who are coming like the Pacers, maybe the Cavs or, or whoever, are going to be better in that time. So for me, this puts more pressure on Boston to win now. I think Tatum and Brown have to improve their deficiencies if they want to win. Jalen mm-hmm. Brown, to me, isn't like a top 25 player. And to get into that real real echelon of like producing, he has to become a better defender. He can't be, you know, in a playoff series getting cooked off of the ball and on the ball by mm-hmm. not Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Stroop. Like these guys were giving him real problems. And mm-hmm. if he's not going to play make on top of that, it's untenable. And what a lot of people don't understand is by trading Marcus Smart, not only do you lose defensive versatility, but he was also another ball handler, playmaker guy on that team. Now the passing's kind of thin. So to me, I wouldn't really say two years, but they're young, so I can understand if you say three or four. I think I think now, it's clearly they oh, go ahead. But, but personally, I think Porzingis, what they gained from Porzingis, they still got Derek White, who can be a secondary ball handler. They still got Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, who can be a secondary ball handler. So I think the playmaking is okay. I personally think that um, what they gained from Porzingis, and it, it inevitably if they have to match up against a team like the Denver Nuggets in the finals, they, they are best suited to match up with the Denver Nuggets with a guy like Porzingis that can also stretch the floor and be a seven-foot big on on um, Jokic and at least, at least match size with size. So uh, I think they gained more than they lost with Marcus Smart in Porzingis. No, I think the Marcus Smart trade was a good trade because they got, like, good value back. Um, great draft capital to trade in the future, which is good for them, obviously. And, right. and I do think that Porzingis adds a different dynamic that we haven't seen. Like, Porzingis right. is a shooter you have to guard. Like, Al Horford can shoot, right? But teams in the playoffs were fine with letting him shoot those shots. Porzingis is not only a knockdown spacer, but he's also a movement shooter as well off of the mm-hmm. pick and pop. So that right. that is good. But with that being said, we have to take under consideration where they got Robert Williams at. They got Robert Williams in the draft in the second round. They got they got Williams, who they just lost this year, but they had him for quite a while. They got him late in the first round, so they're drafting well. And you brought up the you brought up the idea of supermaxing a uh, 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 Jalen Brown. Well, remember those guys like Robert Williams. They still have him on a cheat. I think they got him for three more years, right? And they ended up having Williams for the for the amount of years that they had him. So with that being said, drafting well. You're still going to have these guys on the cheap. And that's that window that we're talking about. So they got this guy from out of Arkansas, Walsh. Walsh looks like he's going to be a key contributor to what they're doing. Nice. I don't love nice. I don't love Jason Tatum as my primary ball handler. I'm, I'm not my primary payment, primary playmaker. I don't love that. However, I do think that they could supplement that with changing the offense a little bit more. I do think that they could supplement that with changing the offense a little bit more, and I think that they will do that. So within that championship window, with 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 signing Jalen Brown and signing Jason Tatum to the deals that they signed him to, they can still finagle around the cap where they end up drafting well, where we don't have to pay guys as much as other teams would who are trying to win quickly because we still have these guys under the cap. Yeah, I think that's a great point you make, Chill. And like, I just the, clear, after like, this, we got to move on to the next team. But you, you sure. Got my fault. 
Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, chill. I think that's a great point. I bring up the cap because it's limiting them to have to be better in that way. If you don't get guys outplaying the value of their contracts, it's going to be harder for them to succeed. I think Boston should be trying to make a trade for Mike Conley. I think Conley fits in perfectly to everything they really want to do, but chill. Who I've been talking about, Mars. Who I've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm Tickets, not tickets. Who's been pushing the mic on Pick up the telephone and call that. up Minnesota. Ask I'm them. pushing that, yeah. Hand them over. I'm, not, I'm really not mad at that. Pick the uh, telephone before, up and call up Minnesota. Before we move on to the next team, I do want to mention that it is one, one, one hurdle or one obstacle that could be in place in Boston's road to the championships and just their championship window. And that's Tatum's contract. When his contract ends, who knows? You... He may not want to go back to Boston. He anything could happen. So I, I, think I do want to. I think he loves it. I, up there, I, I think he probably stays too. But that I that also is it. is a wrinkle in the road. You just never know how that. Now that's go. fair, Ron. Yeah, that is. But but moving along, we're gonna go out west. I got I got a team out west for you guys, and it's actually the team that the Celtics played in the championship last year, the Golden State Warriors. Oh, uh, my squad up here. Okay. Uh oh. How are we feeling about the Golden State Warriors and their championship window? Young Africa, you talk to us first. Hey, um, honestly, that that window, that window is closed, man. That, that window is closed, straight up. I think that Steph Curry being such a great player makes it look like his great performances, having amazing games in the playoffs, makes it look like mm-hmm. they got a chance. But I think the NBA has caught up and even surpassed what they were doing. They, they revolutionized the game. They've actually... Um, made the game uh, more entertaining on a three-point level, at least. But um, their defense isn't as good as it was. I don't think getting Draymond Green um, back is going to be that great defensive impact that he has had, even though he makes him better when he, uh, than not being on the court. And then losing Jordan Poole um, and, um, like, missing on James Wiseman. Like, certain things that they have done has hurt them in, in, in recent times. So I would say that mm-hmm. – they they they're out of the they're out of the window and that's a crazy thing to say. But um, Wiggins like like how much better does Wiggins have to be? How much does he have to grow for them for their window to to reopen or be open, still open? I would say, and um, I think that's outside of his um capacity to be that good of a player. So I don't think young so. Africa doesn't have to young Africa doesn't have to to to, to sugarcoat the reason why he's saying that yeah. so reluctantly because they still got Steph Curry. That's why yeah. he's still saying that so reluctantly. I'm gonna be candid. And, and, and I'm going to be absolute. I think their championship window was closed. I think I think you've seen the best of the Golden State Warriors. I think that with losing what they lost and Steph Curry getting up in age, I mean, he's still playing at an elite level. But I think that we're overstating. I think we're overstating how good Klay Thompson is. I think we're overstating how good the rest of that core is. And I think that a lot of the teams in the Western Conference have caught up with them. And I think that their championship window, I think it just closed. I don't think it's been closed. I think it just closed. I'd be really surprised if they won the NBA championship again. With this core, I'd be really surprised. Mars? Um, I want to ask Chill, you think the window is closed. Mm-hmm. So if they were to win next year, mm. where, where does Steph Curry go all time for you? Based on mm. the fact that you don't think they are good enough right. to win. Where where would he go all the time? Because I know you said he's right. He's behind Kobe at eleven. Yeah. I mean at twelve. I got, a, I, you, I got him at twelve. So does he jump Kobe? Does he get in the top ten based on the fact that you don't think they really are a championship level team? Hold up, wait, 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 wait. Let me put you in a tight zone. Mm. You are in a hot seat. 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. Because Mars, Mars made a really interesting point because at 35 years old mm -hmm. and with the injury history that he's had over the course of his career and to now come back and win the NBA championship, that means that I, I don't think that he's playing. If they win the NBA championship this year, he's not playing good. That means he's playing at an MVP level, which means that he's an all NBA performer again, which would which would now make this at. I believe I believe a decade, close to a decade, eight or nine years, close to a decade, and to win the NBA championship five times in what eight seasons? Mm -hmm. Win the NBA championship five times in eight seasons. Um, as the man, by the way, when when the NBA championship, he took a back seat to KD. He still was the best player on that team. He took a back seat to KD. But with that being said, win the NBA championship five times in eight years, playing at an all NBA playing at an all-NBA performance level and to win the finals MVP, because he's got to do that too, Mars. He's mm -hmm. got to be the best player in the championship series. To yep. do that, man, it would be hard to keep him out the top 10. It would be mm -hmm. really hard. You it couldn't keep really, him out the top 10. It'd be yeah. really difficult for me to put up to keep him out the top 10. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just so don't... He, I, I, I'm surprised. It'd be hard to keep... I, I would have to shuffle that top... I would have to shuffle the... Uh, I would have to shuffle 8, 9, and 10. I would have to mm. shuffle that because because mm. it with 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 his resume at that point and what he did, it'd be hard to keep him out the top ten, Mars. Oh man! But let me ask you, Mars. Like, like how good does we obviously know Curry got to be amazing, but how good does Wiggins have to be for for, for their window to still be open? And and, and how, how good does he have to play straight up? Oh, I, I think that packed up. I, I don't oh, think packed up. Yeah, I think that's done. I, Even I if Wiggins has the best season of his career and balls out. Yeah, I think I I think they have a cap on how far they can go. I think they're just at this point mm -hmm. with the current roster construction. I think they're they're not a great matchup for teams like the Lakers if they run into them. I think I think they're okay for Denver, but I think defensively Denver would just rip them to shreds because Clay Thompson is not who he used to be. Draymond yeah. Green is starting to slow down. Andrew Wiggins can guard Jamal Murray, but his screen navigation isn't particularly great. And that dribble handoff is probably going to kill him as well. So I think I think they're just not at the level anymore offensively where they stand out amongst the rest where they used to. And defensively, I still think they can be a good defense, maybe a top five caliber defense. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they can be good enough to get out the West. And then if they do, I think teams like the Bucks, teams like Boston are also probably still better teams than them. So I think I think I think they're packed up. I'm not going to lie. But four rings in eight years, I mean, pretty good. Ox, how do you feel about the Warriors championship window? Um, when I saw this first round playoff series against us and the fact that Steph had to go off for 50 in game seven just to get out of that first round against us, that right there shows me, yes, it, I, I think it's pretty much done for them. But seeing what Steph did in that game seven made me feel like I mean, they do got Steph Curry, so mm -hmm. anything, anything's possible because they got Steph. I'll say that anything's possible because they got Steph, but nah, bro. I think it's pretty much done for them. Chill, and I didn't realize that Steph Curry's thirty-five too. Yes, sir. That's thirty-five years old. He'll be thirty-six next year. Oh, that's, that's, man. that's, that's a grandpa and dinosaur years. Mm -hmm. We're gonna start talking about the Steph Curry PEDs. His his game will age nicely, though. You know, the shooting's not gonna fade away. So uh, yeah, yeah, that awful movement's gonna slow down. Oh, it is going to slow down. Yes, it is. But I think it'll slow. It'll slow down. I think he got. I think he got two more years at this level before he starts to segue into just the primary long ball shooter and not doing anything else, like what Ray Allen did almost. The way oh, you the think, way he'll, you think he'll turn into a spot. 
Yes. I think we'll, I he'll think still we'll be more of a... I think he'll turn into a more pure point guard. That's what I think. Well... The, the reason why I'm having an issue with that is because he's going to have to defend. And because he's that off-ball movement is going to slow down, that also means that him slowing down athletically, he's going to have to deal with other point guards that are just going to run circles around him at 37, 38 years old. I think his game would be it, – it's going to be difficult to do that. In, it'll yeah. be difficult to do that in the playoffs. Difficult. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. The way, the way Steph shoots the ball, he can, play, he can play as long as he wants to. Yo, gifted. Warriors championship window. How do you feel? Pack up your team, man. Take to, and, and by the way, take that Warriors hat off, gifted. I need you okay. to keep the analyst hat off. Yeah, we, take we the Warriors hat off. Man. Shit off man. I can't even I can't even get the opportunity to like take, let y'all no. see where I'm gonna go. I, like, nah, I nah, 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 nah. I, I, need, I need you to pack your team up. Okay. Okay. We can't we can't risk it, gifted. Take that shit off. Okay, okay. Um, I want to be clear. I view basketball the same way, regardless of what team it is. Um mm-hmm. So for my team, I'll say this. Uh, last year was a very turbulent season. Jordan Poole regressed as a player. He was really bad on defense. Andrew Wiggins is very durable, but he got injured last year and then missed, like, I'm pretty sure the last 25 games based on the off-the-court, you know, stuff. Yep. But, like, what flies under the radar is Steph was the MVP caliber player last year. I mean, mm-hmm. almost 50, 40, 90 on – 30 points per game and then in the playoffs he raised his play but ultimately the construction around a team to me is not great um Draymond is getting older um I'm concerned about his commitment to the offensive end he did say um on I think Paul George's podcast that like his confidence when playing with KD Stephen Clay wasn't really there because he felt like these guys can shoot the ball at such a high clip and he got injured, so him getting back to like being an offensive plus is there. My biggest issue, though, is I think winning a championship is very hard to do if your four and five men are non-spacers. The fact that this team was able to beat the Boston Celtics, where their four and five were offensive negatives, is very surprising. I think for this Warriors team, adding Chris Paul doesn't do them any favors because I think Chris Paul and Draymond are like <laughs> – so redundant to me because Draymond's best value is to ha- have the ball in his hands, play, make, set off ball screens. Chris Paul is at the point of his career where he's not going to set off ball screens and he's best maximized with the ball in his hands. So seeing him play with Clay and Steph, it sounds good offensively, but defensively they're going to get cooked with that lineup, I think. And they don't really have front court depth either outside of Kevon. They're not that tall, but I do give hope for them from the perspective that, you traded pool for Chris Paul to get the expiring money off of the books, which tells me they might be gunning for a star in the very next year. This season, I don't think they are a, a tier one team, but I think having Steph Curry on the roster, if he's able to play more basketball games, they can still be a very good regular season team. But in terms of going all the way through to the finals and winning everything, it's harder for me to see that right now. I'm not going to say the championship window is closed, but it's very, very narrow considering the current roster construction right now, in my opinion. All right, Steph Curry, did, he, Steph Curry did miss 26 games last year, too. He, he did. That, that, yes. That, that, that's important to mention. The next team that I want to get to, still out west, let's go Let's go to the desert. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Do they this have is a championship window? And if so, how long is it open? I'm out, Bob. I'm out, Bob. I'm out. Are you out? You out, chill? 
I'm out. I think this is hard for me because I'm trying to ask myself. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, Gifted. Sure. Hold that thought, Gifted. Young Africa. Yeah. Phoenix Suns. Interesting team, right? So they got they got KD at the end of his prime or later in his prime. They got they got a guy in Devin Booker who's about to enter his prime or who has entered his prime and DeAndre Aiden that has not yet. It's like different levels, a lot of players in different points in time in their career. Bradley Bill entering. I really think it's definitely open. So the window is open. Mm-hmm. We cannot deny that it's open and it might just be open for um two seasons man i'll give a maximum this season next season and, and that's about it but i actually like the pickups uh, i'm actually more high on them than maybe other people in terms of ball ball getting picked up i like that i know a lot of people hate on ball ball but i like the addition of ball ball i think mm-hmm. if you haven't got defense like the denver nuggets showed this year at least just have some size out there to just bother teams and just you know be big out there and um rebound at a high level and so i think ball ball can help that you can play katie at the three ball ball at the four you can play Aiden at the five i think um, they can do that, and they're gonna be an amazing offensive team. And, and the best way to beat the Nuggets, I think, in the Western Conference is like you got to outscore them to a certain level, even though you got to play defense. But you got to really be able to put up one thirty as well. And and Phoenix Suns will be the best offensive team in the NBA, I expect. And so there is the window is open this season, next season, and it's wraps after that. Mm-hmm. Two years. So, uh, uh, all right, Ox, I got you next. How you feel? Oh yeah. Um. I love I, I man, you know, I, I don't like stacking the deck, but I love this team. I like the pickups with um specifically I like the picks with Bobo, um, um uh Kedabets Diop, uh uh what's his name? Yuta Wananabi? Yeah, Watanabe. I like I like yeah. that pick. I mean, there was one more guy, uh uh Eubanks, and there was one more guy that got that I really Eric liked. Gordon. Eric Gordon. Oh shit, I forgot about Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordan. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. him, it was another it guy. Gordon, yeah, I, I like the squad. Definitely. You talking like about Drew Eubanks? No, I said Drew Eubanks. Okay. I think don't they got another? Didn't they grab another? Wayne Wright. Too? Wayne Wright. Is no. is TJ still there? Oh no, they picked up a Chimezi Metsu. Chimezi Metsu. Chimezi Metsu. I was upset. I was ah, upset. Metu, we lost. Yeah. I was upset that we lost Chimezi Metsu. So mm-hmm. if I'm upset that we lost him, I gotta like him over there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the squad they put together. I would say, but still, even with that, even with saying I like the squad, I'm only gonna give them one season. Ah, mm. uh, normally not. You, I guess you got to give them two. You got to give them two. But I, I think, I think this year is gonna show because I, I could, I, I feel like I'm either it's either black or white. There's no in between. There's no gray area mm. when you put a team mm. like this together. So it's either gonna be really good or it's gonna be embarrassing. So um, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give them one season. I'm gonna give them one season. I think they got, I think they got. Well, I guess they got one season to show us something. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I figure way it's constructed, we'll give them two, two years as far as a window being open. Yeah, so two years is my answer. I'm with the you. Bright, on that one, I the, the, the bright spot on Phoenix is their their best player is Devin Booker, who's only 26 years old. So the fact that he's 26 yeah. years old, he's still got some years. He's still got some good years left. The problem that I'm having is that him and both Bradley Bill play the same position. We don't have a primary ball handler. We don't have a primary playmaker. We don't have a decision maker. We don't have any of those things. And the reason why this crew got together is because when the playoffs start, and how deep are they going to go? When the playoffs start, the game is going to slow down. You need a floor general. You need somebody who's going to control the pace. You need somebody who is going to calm us down. You need somebody who is going to get us together when things get helter-skelter. They don't have that. Add that to the fact that Kevin Durant, who now, I believe he, he'll be 35, he'll be 35 on opening night, who has over the last four years 
broken down significantly, and he's going to do that again. No matter how they manage him, he is going to break down again this season. So with that being said, they're looking at a top maybe five seed in the West, which means that they're going to have to see somebody really good in round one, which means they could get bounced in round one simply because the way that they play and the fact that they haven't been together long, it's not going to match up. It's not going to match up. And because of that, I think that the Phoenix Suns, their window to win the NBA championship is closed. All right, Mars, how do you feel about the Phoenix Suns championship window? One year. Mm-hmm. And Devin Booker is not the best player on the team. But one year. Who's the best player on that team? Come here. You think it's Kevin Durant? Kevin At 35 Durant. years old coming into this season? You still think he's, he, he's the most talented player on the crew. I, I won't fight that. But you still think he's the best player on that team? Yes, I think Kevin oh. Durant is better than Devin Booker, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Gifted, how long is the Phoenix Suns championship window? Or is there a championship window? Whew. Um, I got to say off the firepower, you have to say that there is some type of window, but I'm not too high on, on getting all of these star players, especially with Bradley Beal, that still has a no-trade clause. So if things go south and they want to trade him, he can literally control where he goes. Nope. So I'm not as high, but I will say, considering where they are, they did get some good talent to fit in and play roles. But I still think this team has a lot of holes and flaws. I'll probably say two years, I think. And I'm with Mars. I think KD is still the better player, but I do think Booker definitely outplayed him terribly. And if that trend continues, they're definitely not going to win. Which is fair. And we still have, we still, like you just said, we've got question marks. What is going to happen with DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan, I'm sorry. DeAndre Ayton. How is he going to be used? How effective he's, how effective is he going to be being used the way he's going to be used? Are we going to have issues internally with the role that he has, right? And the rotate, I think they did a good job in terms of their rotation, but I think really value guys they got. Yeah. I, but I think they have way more questions at the top of their roster than at the bottom, way more. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, we got a few super chats that I'm gonna go ahead and run down. Um, Open Gym is coming next. Make sure to stick around. Uh, they got a very entertaining episode today. I assume. Ron, right? I got to bounce, brother. But All right, chill. I will see you dudes tomorrow. All right, chill. Mars, fellas, Peace. later. All right, let's get into it, fellas. Let's get into it. Lee Av Star. Became a member. Shout out to Lee Afstar. Tay FYB said, Is it possible to make an argument that Clay is over Scotty? No. Next no. question. Next. Next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eli the Misfit said, That's why Bob be so clean. Self Magnatory. I better, better get with it. Ethan Hines said, Big philosopher Bob. I've been called Confucius. Eli the Misfit also said Villanova players play at such a great pace. That's a Jalen Brunson, man. Football CF Candy said if MB plus Wimby team up for France, it's over for real. I got a couple bigs over there in France. Man, MB need to stay loyal to the motherland, man. Stay loyal to the motherlands, bro. That shit yeah. cook. My man starts playing for France. He's no longer an African player, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's a wrap for that. That's crazy. crazy. Saya with the super chat said, "Can can they make a rule that to be an Olympic team, you have to they have to be 
in the FIBA team to keep continuity? I'm sure they could if they wanted. Might not end well, though. Yeah, I don't think it'll go great, but they could. Uncle Ruckus with the Super Chat said, who would have benefited the most if the Nets won a chip? KD, Kai, or Harden? If KD won Finals MVP, would that have been as big as Braun winning with Cleveland? It would be Harden, I would say. He's the only one without a ring. Yeah. Mm. Might be Harden. I want to say KD, but I feel like people wouldn't give him the respect because he built another super team. So I don't know. I want to lean Harden, though. All right, fellas, moving along. Wisdom Warrior said, where KD been the last four seasons compared to Jimmy? Uh, Brooklyn and Phoenix. <laughs> it means where he's been at in the playoffs, like like where he's been, like they've been looking for him, Mars, you know, in the playoffs. Uh, well, um, one year he was hurt. Then the mm. next year he played in Milwaukee and lost. Then the next year he played against Boston and lost. And then mm. this year he played against Denver and lost. Mm. All the teams that made the finals, right? That's interesting too. That's interesting. All so, in the rows. So mm. just to so we understand. So 2021, he lost to Milwaukee. Jimmy Butler also lost to Milwaukee. 2022, mm. he lost to Boston. Jimmy Butler also lost to Boston. 2023, he lost to Denver. Jimmy Butler also lost to Denver. Mm. So that, that's what he's been. Not mm. losing to the same team. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Doug, we need you to host the show while Ron's not here. There you go. Uh, do you have any more super chats? Because here you go, here you go, here you go, Doug. Who is the best player on Team USA? I think Ant, it's Ant, but some people will argue for Jalen Brunson or Bi. To me, Ant proved he was the number one last night. There you go. There you he won the best player last night, but I digress. Oh well, the host is back. Gifted, you're lucky you said I, I I wasn't able to pull up. I know, Doug. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I beat that case. It's hard to say. <laughs> The most talented player to me, I think, it was, it was Brandon Ingram. I don't know who the best player was, though. It's tough. Um, All right, the best so player is Jaron Jackson. Mm. Jose Primo said, you know who his real worst enemy? <laughs> he thinks he's Ticket's worst enemy. Who is Ticket's worst enemy? Um, oh, wait, I don't know. Never whoever mind. he I dislikes know. the most that day. I know, I know. Mm. Never Why are we mind. acting like Tika got so many enemies, man? Tika loved in the basketball community, man. Let's stop it, man. Tika got too uh, many fans right. out here, bro. He loves. Nikon uh, McGill said, gifted a professional ticket hater. Hmm, maybe it's gifted. Professional Damn. ticket hater is funny to me. Mars, who won? Ticket or gifted today? Um, We're on the well, same team, Dub. We're on well, the same team. Well, well, ticket left. So... Uh, yeah, he uh, said, um, I can't talk basketball with you and then quit. So I, you know, and then, and then went live on his channel. So, if you're oh, interested, yeah, yeah, if you're interested in some yeah, Kobe versus Michael Jordan debates, I've, I've been in the chat of his live for a while. Just gifted, you lucky, Brad. You lucky. Why, am I lucky or am I gifted? Uh, yeah. Which one? <laughs> That's a good one. I'm, I'm actually not bad at it, but <laughs> you're lucky I could have pulled up this morning, bro. Oh, dub. Definitely. And um, by oh, the way, this this Sunday, uh, we will be doing uh, FYF versus PC King. Mm. What time? What time uh, is that, Ron? Uh, mm. It's at twelve Pacific. Okay. Yeah, you you better be there, Dub. Oh. You better. I better see you there, Dub. I better see you there, Loki. I better see you, Dub. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Young Africa, okay. you, uh, you're in it, huh? Uh, I am. I am. I am. What's the matchups? It's King of the Court, Dub. It's winner stays on. 
Oh, like mm. last time. Like last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You get a bucket, you stay on. Word. And what is the winner win? What is the winner win? Um, the prize will be revealed soon. Okay. Mm. okay. That means there is no prize. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be bragging rights. Kai said <laughs> this L host better read my last super chat. Is that costing that? that the time is running out? So, Kai, I'm not gonna be able to get to that super chat. Damn. Maybe the next one, though. Uh, some guy named Pirate McCall became a member. Shout out to Pirate Gifted. You want to pull up to open gym? Um, you, is that right now? Right after this, okay. But I could probably pull up for like an hour or two. Sure, Word. RMP said start bench cut scoring champs 2014 KD 2019 James Harden and 2006 Kobe. Oh, six Kobe. Start Kobe, bench Harden, cut KD. Kobe plays 48 minutes. If that's an option too. Gifted Africa. What was um, that start bench cut? Kobe, Harden, KD scoring titles 14, 19. Uh, off the top of my head, probably gonna start hard at bench KD cut Kobe. What? That's an open gym topic right there. That's an open gym topic right there. Hey, send him to hell, Ron. Hey, I'm going Kobe KD. I'm cutting Harden on that. This I'm cutting Harden. And now y'all know exactly what's gonna kick off open gym. Send him to hell. Terrible take. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and on, on the way out, I'm gonna let one of you guys take care of this. Start bench cut. Do Mars, Drexler, Reggie. Who, who wants to oh, start do Mars? Do Mars. Bye bye, Do Mars, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Cut, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. All right, Defense is right, Reggie out of here. Oh, you know Reggie where to has. find us at the same time tomorrow, same place tomorrow. Maybe the same crew. You never know who's gonna pop up. You never know if Ticket's gonna be here. You never know if he's not gonna be here. You never know if it's gonna be Shiloh. Be smooth. You never know if somebody's gonna be here to run Ticket out the room. You you just never quite know. But you know where we gonna be. You know, I never I never drink and drive and never quit on your team. All right, y'all. We out of here. Be a team player, man.